It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire piloting Home Not Hospital scheme. Family of St Albans murder victim appeal for calm. An MP highlights case of man jailed in Iran. BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism is to be halved within three years. The move is a response to the abuse scandal at the Winterbourne View unit near Bristol. NHS England said it will mean patients live in homes, not hospitals. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire. More from Tony Fisher. Hertfordshire is one of six fast-track areas where they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. By 2018-19, they expect to reduce their usage of low-secure beds by over 30% for those with learning disabilities. The plans published today highlight the need to build the right community-based services and to close all but the essential inpatient provision. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. His family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. Officers say there have been a number of incidents in recent days and a 20-year-old woman from Dunstable has been cautioned for comments made on Facebook. Police have arrested and bailed 11 people in connection with the murder. A 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another boy. Bailey Gwynn, who was 16, was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. The government is being urged to intervene in the case of an elderly man whose family are from Hertfordshire who's in prison in Iran on spying charges. 76-year-old Kamal Faruji is halfway through an eight-year jail sentence. His health is deteriorating. The Conservative MP for Hartsmere, Oliver Dowden, raised the case in the Commons. His son and grandchildren are in the gallery today. They have a simple message. Please let Grandpa come home. Would the Leader of the House find time for us to debate his case and others where simple human compassion demands their immediate release. A prolific criminal in Hertfordshire has been returned to jail after failing on a rehabilitation programme. Lee Tuhig, who's 32, was offered a chance on the Choices and Consequences scheme after admitting a series of burglaries in the Welling-Hatfield area and admitting 80 other offences. But he failed to meet the strict conditions of the programme, which is aimed at offenders with addictions, and has now been jailed for seven years. Talks bringing together all the main international powers involved in the Syrian conflict are due to begin this morning in Vienna. Meanwhile, MPs are questioning the government's pledge to accept 20,000 Syrian refugees over the next five years. The Home Affairs Select Committee has described the process as painfully slow. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season, starting in Mexico this weekend. The Stevenage driver starts practice this afternoon, our time. The weather, heavy rain this morning, dry this afternoon with some bright or sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, hang on. Oh, my computer's busting. Oh, blimey. There we go. There we go. Oh, no. My computer's bust. OK, well, that's a great start to the show. Now, the thing I like about Simon and Garfunkel is that their lyrics just don't date at all. Bad news, bad news. I heard you packing to leave. I come a-running right over. I just couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe it Oh, baby, baby You must be out of your mind Do you know what you're kicking away? We got a groovy thing going, baby Got a groovy thing 
never done you no wrong Never hit you when you're down Always gave you good loving I never ran around Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC, Three Counties Radio. It's um, it's a sad day uh, here at uh, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Ollie's working with us this morning. Sorry about that, guys. You right, Ollie? How rude. Classic bands. Classic bands. If you want to take part in the show this morning, 03459 555555. Grumpy people who hate Halloween. Well, I think we should go and knock on their doors even more and trick or treat. Oh, I don't like Halloween. Yeah, I'll turn my lights off and I'm not going to give some sweeties to some little kiddies. You miserable, miserable gets. And that's pretty much what the show's going to be about today, I've decided. That's pretty much it. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, and pornography for blind people as well. I shouldn't, it's, in this, it's in the papers. I'm not just talking about that website that I found um, years ago and keep going back to, pornfortheblind.org. It's not just that. It's, it's actually in the newspapers as well. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. And do you know what? Do you know what? As it is um, uh, um, uh, literally one day before Halloween, um, uh, we can take your spooky stories. And by that... Hang on a minute. Let me fiddle with this. Hang on. Hang on. Your spooky stories. I'm just going to put that back so we can play records. Didn't move the box like I asked him to four weeks ago. Kelly Betts. Hello. Great to have you on board, player. Thank you, player. Literally your last show here at yes. BBC. I've not finished. Oh, sorry. Please. Mm. Literally your last... Yes. You really getting on my wick. Sorry, carry on. Literally your last show here. Yes. Flipping heck and I'm glad. Well, none of this sentimentality nonsense flying around. Instead, Billy Joel. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress as flashy till you spend a lot of money. Everybody's talking about the new sound. Funny, but it's still rock and roll. That's old news. What's the matter with the car I'm driving? Can't you tell that it's out of style? Should I get a set of white wall tires? Are you gonna cruise the miracle mile? Now 
Nowadays you can't be too sentimental Your best bet's true baby blue continental Hot funk, cool punk Even if it's old junk still rock and roll to me Easy is the new news. The government this morning has published details of plans to close inappropriate homes for people with learning disabilities. Mm, this closure programme and plans to provide residents with care in their own community. Anybody remember that phrase? Is anybody here old enough to remember the phrase care in the community? You're old enough to remember that phrase? Yes. Where, um, People that um, perhaps needed a little bit more assistance. Now, we're going to call it care in the community, and um, you're going to save us a load of money. You look after yourselves, it'll be fine. In Hertfordshire, they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. Kelly Betts has got more on this. What's the idea behind it? Yes, I have more on this. Last year, an independent inquiry was commissioned by NHS England into the care reforms needed after the Winterbourne View scandal. That was the private hospital near Bristol, and it was exposed by a BBC Panorama programme, revealing the physical and psychological abuse people with learning disabilities suffered at that home Uh, the primary recommendation of the inquiry was the urgent closure of inappropriate inpatient care units and their replacement by care services within patients own communities that program closure has now been published and what does it say so the report says we need to see people with learning disability or autism uh, as citizens with rights who should expect to leave, lead active lives in the community and live in their own homes just as other citizens expect to. Uh, so as a result of this, that uh, they have identified six fast areas to speed up the process and to help shape a national approach to support change. One of these fast-track areas is in Hertfordshire. And uh, what is happening in Hertfordshire? Just turn the page. Turn the page, let's find out. We're all excited. Yes. 
So for several years, the NHS in Hertfordshire, along with other organisations, including Hertfordshire County Council, have been working to modernise services for people with a learning disability or autism, and they have already successfully closed many assessment and treatment beds across the area, but they believe it should go further. OK, um, that's great. Um, Kelly, we get, it is your last day today. Yes. We're getting lots of, um, um, I'll be honest, sexually inappropriate um, tweets about you, mm. saying you were a good ride. Um, what does that mean? Don't know. Scott's got a nice one, actually. Um, and I'll tell you what, I can queue up something um, oh. appropriate for this. Scott says, can Kelly Betts tell us about that Stone Roses gig? <laughs> One last time. What are the chances, Kells Bells? Well, uh, it was in 1996 and it was Reading Festival and Stone Roses were getting back together for one big final gig. I can't remember if it was a final. Actually, it wasn't, was it? It was just a, it, they had been away for a while and they were Turns doing out a big comeback. she can't tell us about it, Scott. She doesn't <laughs> <were> remember <laughs> it. <laughs> they were doing a big comeback and it ended up being the uh, their worst gig of all time. I'll play a Stone Roses song later on. I can't yeah. to at the moment. Vinyl Friday. Vinyl Friday. It's all on record. People have been sending in um, stuff to play for you. Um, here's... Um, oh, flipping it. Computers. Is anyone else bored of me leaving yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really bored of when it now. It? Just flipping do it. <laughs> It is my last day, but it feels what, like it's been my last day for ages. What we're going to do, the last five minutes of the show, it's actually you going to be saying goodbye and, mm. and walking out. I think we should... We should and then the littlest, Still got stuff to do after, though. The littlest hobo theme is going to oh. is going to start playing as you walk up the M1 <laughs> to Coventry and Warwickshire. Junction 17, apparently. That's it. Um, so Valerie sent this in. And Valerie is, of course, the guitar player extraordinaire who um, plays the guitar and stuff. Hang on a second, mm. here we go. And this is her, she summed up her emotions about you, lo you losing, <laughs> you leaving. Same thing. In um, uh, musical form. Here we go, and this is, and this is it. Hang on a second, here we go, this is it. No, that's the bare, that's the bare naked lady's bootleg. Hang on mm. one second, I do apologise. Do they have something to say about mm, it? They've literally, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome, uh, and this is Ms. Valerie Hartzell. Um, Oh, for crying out loud. You see, you've just... just all right, here. Is this it? Oh, no, that's Katia's Hello, Katia's. Yeah, no. Phone That's Katia's thing. I just, it's it's going to be one of those shows. There's no grown-ups here. It's you and me are the grown-ups. Kat's yeah. not here. Dealey's having his bum operated on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're just going to... We'll stagger through it. Um, yeah, I'll press this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking OK on the M1. There were problems earlier, southbound 12 to 11, with uh, delays because of an accident. That's all cleared now. Uh, northbound M1's looking fine. And uh, no reported delays on the M25 or the M40. Trains, though, a different matter. A train's broken down up at Northampton. So London Midland running with 45-minute delays between MK Central and Northampton. And replacement buses are running instead of London Midland between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. And that's because of a train that's broken down on that stretch of line. The uh, replacement bus service between Watford and St Albans likely to be underway until the end of service, we're being told. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Roads, trains and buses, I mean... Isn't that the film? No, planes, trains and um, tractors. 
6.15, it's Friday, thank the Lord, sing hosannas. It's the 30th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These is your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death last Saturday and a 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today charged in connection with the death of another teenager who was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. Every weekday morning. Isn't it nice to have a good discussion about things in a polite way? My opinion is... You make a very valid point. As long as the person can do the job... I don't care. Hence, I'm saying she's completely out of touch. It doesn't always happen like that, though, does it? Well, if you let me speak, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you know what they are, then. Well, that doesn't prove that an accident's been caused, does it? The JVS Show. My big phone-in every morning from nine gets everybody talking. First of all, I congratulate you. got a very good topic on this morning. I'd like to share some experiences. I'm not going to respond to that statement because I find that quite inflammatory. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've managed to get the track to work that uh, Valerie sent in, and this is what she... She's a fantastic guitarist, and this is what she sent in to uh, sum up her feelings in musical form about Kelly Betts leaving.
on beds, hards and bugs, Kelly Betts muffs it up again. Uh, the seahorses. The seahorses. <laughs> Musical joke for you there, guys. Speaking of jokes, it's Jamie. Morning, Jamie. Morning, mate. How you doing? I'm not as grumpy as you are, boss. If anything, I'm celebrating the... F- what? If you've called, have you called in to, to big up Kelly Betts? Yeah. Right, for crying out loud, it's my last show as well today. Yeah, only till Monday, though. Well, till Saturday. Uh, until Saturday, Jamie. Do the show tomorrow. Yeah... That's oh, sort of like, that's not really a show, though, is it? Oh, a, a mates get together. It's more of a mates get together, and what a great opportunity yeah. to uh, pl- plug my show with Catherine Boyle tomorrow midday, uh, midday till two o'clock every Saturday, or until someone higher up the food chain realizes that we're, we're just sat there, <laughs> just talking about nothing for two hours and getting cash, getting up, getting yes. cash for it. What you got, James? Just wanted to wish um, Kevin the best friend in the Kevin? future. Want to watch Kevin? Who's Kevin? Um, you said Kevin. Why did you Kevin. Kevin from yesterday? You said Kevin. No way. Hey, you know Tony Blackburn? Yeah. Tony, do you fancy a sandwich? I don't like food very much, you see. You weirdo. You utter weirdo. Yeah, print this off a script. Print this off a script. Well, Jamie, you've done it. Cheers, mate. There we go. And that's as... It's as well, it's, it's literally as, uh, as I'll simple... I'll pass on that to Kevin. To Kevin! To Kevin. I mean, it's like people just don't care. Cool your jets, it's Kelly Betts. It's her last day on the show. That tense was present, but now it's past. You were mental to let her go. I wrote that and sung that and played guitar on that and did the, the twiddly bit at the end. That was all me. Even the twiddly bit. Right, your microphone's off now. I've got, got a show to do. A prolific burglar from Hertfordshire who went to rehab instead of prison will now go to prison for committing another burglary. Lee Treewig uh, admitted to 80 offences. He was given the opportunity to participate in the Choices and Consequences Rehabilitation Programme rather than go to prison. However, during the rehab, he committed another burglary. Ollie Bayliss has got more. What, what do we know about this gentleman whose name I struggle to pronounce, even though it's uh, written there for me? Uh, Lee Trigwig was caught for three... You too, bur- by the looks of things, yes. <laughs> it's called him Lee. Lee was caught for three burglaries in Wellen and Hatfield in 2013, but admitted to another 80 offences to be taken into consideration so that he could participate in the Choices and Consequences Scheme, which is otherwise known as the C2 programme. This means he was able to avoid jail and instead participate in a rehabilitation programme. However, whilst on the scheme, he committed another burglary and has now been sentenced to a total of seven years for all the crimes he admitted to. The police described him as a prolific burglar and searches on our own archives showed that he'd been sentenced on two separate occasions from the age of 18. OK, we've talked about this programme before. How does it work, the C2 programme? Uh, well, the C2 programme is unique to Hertfordshire Police um, and it's used to help people convicted of non-violent crimes who have problems with addictions, usually to drugs or alcohol. 
The idea that is in exchange to admitting to all their crimes, they'll avoid prison and instead participate in a rehabilitation programme under strict conditions. It's been a controversial policy with high-profile cases of criminals who have admitted to hundreds of burglaries avoiding prison in exchange for rehabilitation. But advocates say it saves police money and time. And um, do we know how successful it's been? Well, the police have explained to us that since the programme has been running from 2007, there have been 93 offenders that have started the programme in some form. Up to now, they say that nine offenders have successfully completed the programme, so that's about a 10% success rate. 73 have been resentenced due to either reoffending or breaching their conditions. Oh, Ollie, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's go for this one. Close your lap because it's frightened to sit on a snake. You're a big boy. You feel that's having an album listening party. Bring your albums over. We'll listen to them. When I used to work at Absolute Radio, maybe it was Virgin, they'd have an hour where they'd just put on an album and play the album. Well, that's what we're going to do now.
You ready, guys? Here we go. All together now. Don't kill my buzz, man. Don't kill it. Here we go. vinyl copy of Help, one of the few Beatles albums that doesn't have her maiden name and address written on it. <laughs> and I tell you what, you want to see a beautiful young man, you look at the picture of Paul McCartney on the back of the Help sleeve. Oh, he's gorgeous! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roads are looking OK across the three counties at the moment. Haven't seen any uh, problems on the uh, speed sensors or cameras, although the M25 starting to get busy clockwise from the M1 down towards Chorleywood at Junction 18. Uh, so that's anti-clockwise, of course. Uh, clockwise is running well, though. No reported problems in turn out of London on the uh, A1M or the M40. Uh, the trains, though, a few problems, unfortunately. First of all, replacement buses are running between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey as a train's broken down. It's likely to be until the end of service, which I think means later on this evening. We'll keep you up to date on that. And London Midland also running with delays between MK Central and Northampton. Trains broken down at Northampton, so 45 minute delays on the line uh, because of that breakdown until around 9 o'clock this morning. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. His family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. And a 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another teenager who was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season starting in Mexico this weekend. The Stevenage driver starts practice this afternoon, our time ahead of Sunday's race after clinching his third world title in the USA last weekend. I slept a lot because I was pretty drained after the weekend and um, we partied a little bit on Monday actually tried it pretty hard on Monday. But I'll say I got the race this weekend, so I couldn't go too crazy. And uh, so I'm just saving. I plan to party for the rest of the year, but this Sunday, tequila and whatever it is. But no, no, just enjoying the moment. 
In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts third place West Ham in the Premier League. Watford have picked up more points away from home than at Vicarage Road, but manager Kike Flores isn't concerned about that. We are not. Uh, we are comfortable, really, really comfortable playing at home. I like to play here in Vicarage Road. And sometimes uh, the result is not coming well when we are playing in a high performance. But uh, we need to, to, to keep uh, confidence. I love to play again with uh, our, our fantastic fans. Also tomorrow, Milton Keynes Dons host second placed Hull in the Championship. In League Two, Stevenage host Oxford, Wickham go to Mansfield, Luton are away to bottom club Dagenham on Sunday. And after helping Great Britain to Team Silver, Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock competes in the individual all around final at the World Gymnastics Championships in Glasgow today. I feel pretty tired today, but I hope I can rest up. Uh, we're fully recovered. And to be honest, the adrenaline that we had yesterday was. Literally, I felt like I could have done another routine after my routine. It was crazy how much the adrenaline can do for you in a competition like this with the atmosphere, the way it was. So hopefully we can have the same on Friday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Math's got a cob on. All the vinyls played today should be Kelly's choices, not your rubbish. I agree with that, actually. You could have called it Kelly's Heroes. Oh, yeah, nice. Great feature. Yeah, what do you think we are? Your average BBC local radio station? We're not BBC WM, where they actually had a host called Danny Kelly and a feature called Kelly's Heroes, where he'd find people who'd help, like, a homeless man or a disabled boy, and then they'd be... And now it's time for Kelly's Heroes. What's the math? Anyway, Kelly, you choose this one, didn't you? What's the whole Kelly's Heroes thing, anyway? There's a film called Kelly's Heroes. Good. Starring Telly Savalas. It's all right, actually. Anyway, you choose this one would you like to introduce it uh yeah here's a song that ian chose oh john is in the basement mixing up the medicine i'm on the pavement thinking about the government the man in a trench coat badge out laid off says he's got a bad cough wants to get it paid off look out kid it's something you did God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. A man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10. Maggie calls Fleet Foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat, put plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says, a man, they say they must bust an early man. Orders from the DA, look out, kid, don't matter what you did. But walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows. Better stay away from those who care around a fire hose. Keep a clean nose, wash the plain clothes. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell, hang bell, hard to tell if anything is gonna sell. Try hard, get boxed, get back, ride frail, get jail, jump bail, join the army if you fail. Look out, kid, you're gonna get hit by losers, cheaters, six-time users, hanging around the theaters. Girl by the whirlpools looking for a new fool, don't follow leaders, or watch your parking meters. Short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Try to be a success Please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't live Twenty years of schooling And they put you on the day shift Look out, kid, they keep it all hit Better jump down a manhole Light yourself a candle Don't wear sandals Try to forge the scandals Don't want to be a bum You better chew gum The pump don't
vandals took the handles. Those flipping vandals. Give me my flipping handles back, you blooming vandals, for crying out loud. Well, it's uh, spooky Halloween. I hope you're feeling uh, spooky. Look like Grumpy Danny Dyer. The funniest thing... I've got to find it on YouTube. The funniest thing I have ever heard is Danny Dyer doing um, uh, the... uh, What do they call it when someone's talking about a film and they're watching a film and it's on a different... You have to press the button on the DVD player. Play. No, no. Someone's watching a... So you're watching a film, but you want to hear what the people who made the film think about it, so you press a button. Commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing the um, the commentary for... um, some awful, awful... Well, it's, it's a Danny Dyer film. So, oh, outlaw! 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 Right? Him and Nick Love. Do you know what? I'm going to tweet it now. Not safe for work, guys. It's very, very sweary. But it's... Basically, it's a stinky film, and it got stinky reviews. They're not happy... Do you know how many stars... And I'm taking out the switch. Do you know how many stars this film got in, in Loaded magazine? Do you know how many stars it got? Zero. Zero stars. Imagine giving a film zero stars. <laughs> It really is an angry, angry rant. That's Danny Dyer. He's a miserable man. Here's why. EastEnders star Danny Dyer. Saying that, I met him years ago and he was absolutely lovely. So, um, and Kelly. Yeah. yeah, mm, yeah. Me, him and John Sim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be a player. Uh, EastEnders star, uh, Kelly's going through my records. I've not got anything that you're like. They're all... Yeah, you have, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. What's favourite at the moment? EastEnders star Danny Dyer says he hates Halloween and hides from children trick-or-treating. The actor, 38, said, Yeah, I'll take the battery out of the bell. I turn the lights out and hide. There are too many sweets. It costs you a bomb. No, it doesn't cost you a bomb. For crying out loud, A, you're probably really, really rich... And B, you do what we do. We just got a couple of then tubs of like loads of cheapy sweets, and then when the kids come, put your hand in, go on, then that's it. They've got tiny hands. They're about seven years old. Their hands are tiny. Yes, if you get a fifteen-year-old coming round, <laughs> as you sometimes you do, jog on, jog on, go and do your homework. Six, seven, eight-year-olds come round with their mum, with their mums and dads stood at the end of the pathway. They've got tiny hands. They can probably get two refreshers and some um, love hearts, and that's it. Like, you're, hold, hold your hand up. It's slightly bigger than that. Slightly bigger than that. He also revealed he's been given Christmas off our screens. Oh, he talks about EastEnders. This is what a miserable, miserable get. I love a bit of Halloween. It's one of the great... Oh, it's it's, uh, it's an Americanism. And we're too American. America, I don't know if you've been there, anybody. It's flipping brilliant. It's America. Did you like... Hello? Hello. Did you like Halloween before you had kids? Well, but but uh, before I had kids, Halloween wasn't really a thing. It wasn't a thing when I was growing up, mm. right? Um, and I would say, what, the last 15 years. So there have been about 10 years it's been a thing. Yeah, 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 I would have. So when you were chilling in your flat by yourself... Yeah. ...and a little kid knocked on the door, would you have opened it and Oh, back in those days, I, I was hiding behind the curtains. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, we did. Had a, a, yeah, had a, 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 bought, back then, just bought like, a load of fun-sized Mars bars. Big ones for you, they'd be. <laughs> they'd be. They had fun size Mars bars and we'd have them ready. And if kids, I remember one Halloween, no kids knocked on our door. I was gutted. Oh. Absolutely gutted. They had all these fun size Mars bars. What did you do with them? I ate them. 
Um, I love Halloween. I love it. It's great. And you see the kids. We're going to go and do it tonight. We're going to go around kind of our street and, you know. And People that you don't know, you'll knock on their houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they don't have, like, a pumpkin or no, some no, sort they, of... No, they, no, they got the lights off. The rules are simple. They've got the lights off. You don't knock on the door. If they've got Halloween stuff out there, yeah. you're a definite in. If they've just got, like, normal light on, then you, you kind of ride the vibe. Where we go, there's um, uh, there's a Canadian woman, and our whole front garden is, is just covered in Halloween tat. Like, there's pumpkins and there's signs and there's a witch and stuff like that. She, we went there last year. She loved it. Aww. She loved it. It's it's a joy. And you get a load of five, six, seven-year-olds knocking on your, your door, dressed up as witches mm. and um, little demons and zombies. And, oh, it's the best thing in the world. I answered the door dressed in, like, Santa Claus outfit once for Halloween. I thought it was going to be what? hilarious. One for the dads? Wasn't. No. That was it. Wowzers, there I opened we go. the door and I was like, ho, ho, ho. And they were like, um, yeah, my ho, ho, trick ho. or treat. Do you, do, uh, do you have, have you got sweets on standby? No. Go and get, go out. It's just, it's going to cost you a fiver. Flip, it's going to cost you a I'm fiver. I'm not in. Sorry? I'm not in. No, not now. But when you are, before you are, yeah. get the sweets and then you'll be in. I won't be in. Just do it. I'm, I'm out at a Halloween party. You going trick or treating? I am, yeah. I think I anybody. I could get away with it. Anybody, you could do. I could. I if did. you put a mask on. When I was about 17, I went trick-or-treating just yeah. to see. Got loads. Anybody that doesn't like, like the trick or the treats, mm. just, it's a shame on you, for goodness sakes. What you're saying is you want children to be miserable. Oh, it's an Americanism. And we shouldn't... America is, I'm going to be honest, guys, is flipping awesome. It's a great. Have you been to America? No. You've never been to America. No, mate. You call yourself a human being, and you've no, not been no. to the greatest country on this planet. You can pay for me to go if you no. like. No. Hmm? Um, New York, love it. Yeah. Los Angeles, I'm not so keen on. Oh. And uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yes, they've got. You'd like it. There's a place called Knob Hill. Oh, right up my street. Yep. Wow. Oh man. Oh, reminds me, I've got to play that thing later on that I made for you. Spooker Market. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. <laughs> make sense. There's a headline. But let me just run that past uh, Ollie one second. Spooker Market? Yeah, kind of. There we go. It works mm. for him. He's, he's, a cat. He's, yeah. Spooker Market. Haunted co-op. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flipping. Hang on a minute. This is, my battery's about to die, so let's get something that's... Um, there we go. Let's get some spook, more spooky music. Here we go. Spooker Market. Haunted co- this Haunted co-op closes early on Halloween. Oh, guys, come on. And they're blaming it on ghoulies? <laughs> when I was a kid, and we don't do old TV shows, I wonder if I can find the theme tune. We don't do old TV shows, but there was a, a, a cartoon series that even at the age of... I remember watching it, I was about five. Even at the age of five, I remember thinking, there's something wrong with this. There's something wrong with this. Ladies and gentlemen, the groovy ghoulies. That was a that was an actual show. Oh. Do you remember? You won't remember that. No. Let me find the let me find the theme tune to the uh, Groovy Ghoulies. What was it about? It was about um, a vampire, a zombie, and um, I guess like a ghost or something. And they go um, well. Let, let's let's find out oh, by the medium of song. Watch it together. Um, what's the oh the adverts? What have they done with with YouTube now? You can't skip the adverts anymore. Oh. Did they realise that? Nobody uh, watched the adverts and everybody skipped them because I, that's um, kind of ruined. Well, it's ruined live radio for me. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Ladies and gentlemen, I remember watching this on a Saturday afternoon, and even as a five-year-old, thinking this was weird. Everybody shout! Come on now, sing out! It's time for the ghoulies get together. It's time for the ghoulies to get together. <laughs> 
Them. So there's, well, yeah, there's a werewolf, a Dracula, and a Frankenstein's monster. They're not that funny. No. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. That was scary. I liked Dramarama, spooky. Mm. So Dramarama was the ITV, um, like, drama show. Yeah. But then sometimes it would, you, you'd go, oh, did you watch Dramarama tonight? Yeah, go on then. And you'd be excited because it would go, Dramarama. Sp- oh, no, hang on a second. I've got this. I can't do me faders. Dramarama, spooky. And that meant it had, um, it was a haunted story about a ghost Ooh. or something. A co-op food store. I know what a co-op is. <laughs> Flipping it. It's a food store is to close early on Halloween as workers are lazy. Excuse me? As workers believe it's haunted. Mm. What? But... mm? The shop will shut 90 minutes before its normal 11pm closing time, so that makes it about quarter past ten, after spooked staff told of unexplained events. This This is a story in a newspaper. Oh, there's a great headline there. I don't know if I can read this. That's kin close. Hmm? A 1,300-foot-wide asteroid missing Earth by just 300,000 miles tomorrow has been dubbed the Great Pumpkin. That's where the king comes from, Mm. by NASA. Anyway, many Mm. complaints of an eerie atmosphere at the shop. Well, it's a co-op late night. That's why it's eerie. Those shops are always spooky. The fears deepened after CCTV appeared to show items flying off shelves at night and lights flickering. Lazy Slack manager Leanne (laughs) Williamson said the early closure was to avoid staff distress. She added, There's been a number of unexplained things like noises and the feeling of being watched. I don't believe in paranormal. But there's no other way to explain it. She doesn't believe in the paranormal, but there's no other way to explain it. Isn't the feeling of being watched from the CCTV cameras on them? Yes, gentlemen, I think we've got a right one here. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the motorways, the M1's heavy now southbound 10 to 9, Luton Airport down to Redbourne. Usual delays, I would say, on camera. Anti-clockwise is also slow from 21 to 19, the M1 round to Watford. Uh, no other reported problems across the uh, three counties, although the Amtill bypass, the A507, closed for resurfacing uh, between Station Road and Froghall Road until early hours of uh, Monday. As uh, for London Midland, replaced by buses at the moment, Watford Junction to St Albans Abbey as a train's broken down, and there's also a breakdown between MK7 Central and Northampton. So on that stretch, London Midlands say delays have up to 45 minutes, likely to continue that disruption till around nine this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, brother. Friday the 30th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. The family of St Albans murder victim, Emile Stapleton, have appealed for calm following his death last Saturday. And a 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another teenager who was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth... Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, hello. It's a very wet start to the day. It's also a very mild one. We've got some rain spreading in from the southwest, so a bit drier the further east you are. So eastern areas of Hertfordshire, you know, cloudy with a bit of drizzle here, but the rain will be coming. And it will continue raining through the morning rush hour and probably for much of the morning, and then it will turn a bit drier and brighter into the afternoon. A fairly brisk southerly wind, and uh, we'll get some brightness a bit later on this afternoon as that system will push us to the northeast. And we'll probably see temperatures up to 15 or 16 Celsius. It's actually not too far off what we've got at the moment um, it's very mild indeed for this time of year 16 celsius is of course 61 in fahrenheit a fairly brisk southerly breeze as i said uh, throughout the course of the day though but drier and brighter overnight tonight because of all the moisture on the ground we're going to get some mist and fog form i think um, so that will be an issue into tomorrow morning if you're out and about on the roads early but a mild night to come staying dry lows of 10 or 11 degrees now that mist and fog should clear through the course of the morning it'll be dry it'll be bright tomorrow there'll be some spells of sunshine probably and we are probably looking at temperatures into the mid to the high teens as well so um, it's going to feel very mild indeed for October not quite as mild as it was last Halloween though Halloween trick-or-treaters it will be dry and mild on Saturday evening and then on Sunday we're going to see some even denser patches of mist and fog form and it'll probably take much of the day for that to clear so of course that's going to have an effect on the temperatures probably highs, highs of around 14 or 15 degrees but generally dry and mild over the weekend that's the forecast the weather! Is wearing his underpants on the outside of his trousers. I am. He's got a Stetson hat and one arm is covered in tinfoil. She made me do it. Tess challenged me to dress up for BBC Children in Need. I'm now superhero crime-fighting cyborg cowboy. He's done it, I'm doing it, and so can you. Get your friends to dress up for cash. Put on a party where everyone turns up as their childhood heroes. I hope you're ready for your challenge, Ms. Daly. I have a super pudsy onesie with your name on it. Put on your fancy dress and make some money for BBC Children in Need. For your free fundraising pack, go to bbc.co.uk forward slash putsy. That's the end of the last song. Look what I've worked, look what I've worked out you can do though on this record player. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen. He's coming back to life. Backwards records. It's a there's a backwards button. Why would you have that on a record player apart from so to you wind you lot up? You could do a competition. Like, what song am I playing backwards? If you listen carefully, you can hear him saying, "I kissed the devil and danced with mama." I kissed the devil and danced with mama. Listen. I kissed the devil and danced with mama. You see. That is actually proper spooky. You chose this one. What is it? Speed Demon. I don't know it. MJ. Huh? Hmm? Say what? Oh, motorbikes.
Kelly chose that, and I'll be honest, it's not one of Jackson's finest. No, I think it's actually his worst. I would, I would suggest that that's probably one of Jackson's his worst. And you chose that. I did, I forgot. So that's... Well, here's the thing. There's, there's a couple of good stories I want to do. Here's one. Rumpy Bumpy. Hmm? Rumpy Bumpy. <clears throat> the world's first porn book for the blind has been printed in Braille. This is why I took you to that website, which is there's, a, there's, a, there's an adult... Oh, there was a reason? There's an adult website... Um, it's it's um, uh, we've got young ears listening. It's adult. It's people describing adult movies mm. so that blind people can, you know, imagine them. Exactly. Swedish artist Nina Lind's tome, tome, a word that no one uses apart from in uh, newspapers, features raunchy tales described in bumpy lettering. But why would you not just have a, again? Let's tread carefully, mm. guys. A picture of what's going on yeah, that you could that feel. Yeah, they could feel. There are also pictures of heterosexual, gay and lesbian acts. Nina said... She's from Sweden. She's from Sweden. Sexual simulation is for everybody. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, um... Occasionally blind is not on general sale, but a copy sits in Stockholm's National Library. So you've got to go to the library to read that stuff. What? So you've got to be in the library? <laughs> I mean, that's a... I'd like, to lo- I'd like to borrow the pony book for the blind people, please. Want to have a touch of the book and whatever. And um, finally, he's, I was talking about this on, on last week's Saturday show. Um, it's poppy time. Poppy season. Poppy time. Poppy time. And I, the, thing, the thing that annoys me about poppies is there's kind of a slight um, bullying into wearing it. If you don't wear a poppy, people look at you... If you go and do something on BBC television, they have a box full of poppies and they insist you wear one. We have them here. So we don't pay for them. EastEnders legend Barbara Windsor has told people who do not want to wear a poppy to, quote, sod off. The actress, 78, was speaking as she launched an appeal for the Royal British Legion in London. Asked what she thought of those who did not like the poppy. She said they can go on off for all I care. And I just think there's a real kind of bullying when it comes to um, to poppies. There's a real kind of bullying. If you don't wear it, then, you know, you're kind of out of order. Hello? You chose this one. I did. Thank you very much indeed. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the boy you love and hold him tight. So happy together. If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me and ease my mind, imagine how the world would be so very fine. So happy together I can't see me loving nobody but you For all my life When you're with me, baby, the skies will be blue For all my life Me and you, and you and me No matter how they toss the dice, it has to be The only one for me is you and you for me. So happy. 
For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the oh, A1M southbound at Junction Seven. Finally turns up. Well done. There we go. Oh, my mic's off. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow. Junction 10 for the M1, Luton Airport. And on the M25, it's very busy now, anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. It's also busy on the North Orbiter Road at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. And on the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. That's because of trains broken down on the line. And there's also 45-minute delays on London Midland services between Northampton and Milton Keynes Central. You're right. Yeah. Used to the Bruce Forsyth. There's also Breakdown, let them in the services. I need a tea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, why, why, why? BBC hey, Sammy, hey, <laughs> why, why are you so late, Sam? What happened? Uh, so I cycle in and I got a puncture halfway. Oh, so I had to then oh. walk to the nearest station and ah. wait for the train. Oh, <laughs> you got a puncture. And how was yeah. last night, by the way? <laughs> Fine. Stay out late much? Um, yeah, but oh, that's da, not ah, the reason. But, da, but, <laughs> hey, you know it's Kelly Betts' last show. I know, I'm going to miss Kelly Betts. We're going to have a whip round later on. I've got the whip ready. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire piloting hospital bed closure scheme. Family of St Albans murder victim appeal for calm. An MP raises case of man jailed in Iran. BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism is to be halved within three years. The move is a response to the abuse scandal at the Winterbourne View unit near Bristol. NHS England said it will mean patients live in homes, not hospitals. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire. More from Tony Fisher. Hertfordshire is one of six fast-track areas where they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. By 2018-19, they expect to reduce their usage of low-secure beds by over 30%. 
for those with learning disabilities. The plans published today highlight the need to build the right community-based services and to close all but the essential inpatient provision. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. His family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. Officers say there have been a number of incidents in recent days and a 20-year-old woman from Dunstable has been cautioned for comments made on Facebook. The police have arrested and bailed 11 people in connection with the murder. A 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another boy. Bailey Gwynn, who was 16, was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. The government is being urged to intervene in the case of an elderly man whose family are from Hertfordshire, who's in prison in Iran on spying charges. 76-year-old Kamal Farugi is halfway through an eight-year jail sentence. His health is deteriorating. The Conservative MP for Hartsmere, Oliver Dowden, raised the case in the Commons. His son and grandchildren are in the gallery today. They have a simple message. Please let Grandpa come home. Would the Leader of the House find time for us to debate his case and others where simple human compassion demands their immediate release? Police in Biggleswade are hunting two men who attacked a woman at knife point in her home and escaped with a safe. It happened at half past six on Sunday night. Talks bringing together all the main international powers involved in the Syrian conflict are due to begin this morning in Vienna. Meanwhile, MPs here are questioning the government's pledge to accept 20,000 Syrian refugees over the next five years. The Home Affairs Select Committee described the process as painfully slow. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season, starting in Mexico this weekend. The Stevenage driver starts practice this afternoon, our time. The weather, heavy rain this morning, drier this afternoon with some bright or sunny intervals. A maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, a couple of things. Um, If you don't like kids knocking on your door asking for sweets after... The excitement and the fun of dressing up and being allowed out at night time. I'm talking kids, I'm talking seven, eight, nine. And once you get to sort of 13, 14, jog on, go and get a job. Oh, yeah, I had a job when I was 14. Well, I say 14, it's 15. Nearly 14. Go and get a job. Seven, eight, nine year olds, four, five, six, seven year olds turning up, their mum's at the end of the, 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 the driveway. Give them some sweets you may as well get. Danny Dark, oh, it's well expensive. You're a millionaire. You're a fri- flipping millionaire. Spend a fiver on sweets, put them in a bucket, let them put their hands in them, take them. They've got tiny hands, these kids. They're not going to bankrupt you for flip's sake. So there's that. And then there's also the, um, the, um, the, um, I don't want to say poppy fascism, but there is a real kind of, um, there's a real kind of, if you don't wear a poppy, well then, shame on you. And I don't, I don't like that. I just think, you know, if you want to wear a poppy, wear a poppy. If you want to put some money, it's weird that for pop, that the, 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 the Royal British Legion, they are one of those, if you give charity to charity, it's supposed to be the right hand's not supposed to know what the left hand's doing, isn't it, isn't it? So, you give to charity and they're beautiful, you've done it. You don't go and make a song and dance about it, but by wearing the popper, you're kind of saying, look at me guys, I put 50 pence in an old woman's box. 
come on. 03459 555. Do you remember? Do you remember? Beds, hearts and bucks. This yeah. is BBC exactly. Three Counties Radio. Do you remember we had that old boy come in one, one poppy day? Sorry, Remember so we had that you... old boy come in one poppy day? Yes. And it's fair to say he and I did not get on. No. He had served and um, he was selling poppies and he was angry that he'd been unable to sell poppies in Luton, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Um, and um, we had a little bit of a set too, a Barney. And he, uh, um, he bumped into, I think, was it you or Sophie? It was Sophie. Mm. Sophie Solari, one of our reporters here. And um, she didn't have a poppy and he said, oh, yeah, I've got a poppy. She said, all right, I'll buy one. And she put in like a quid or something. He went, oh, is that all you're going to give? And he shamed her. He shamed her into putting more money in his in his tin, his poppy tin. And it's just that kind of attitude. I don't know. You know, that while I think it's an excellent charity, um, I think about 76% of charities are excellent. It's just, there's just, there's just a kind of tone about it that's a little bit, um, I'm treading carefully. I sometimes think that, that uh, poppy sellers can be a little bit bullying and as a society we look down on people that don't wear poppies. And I, I think that is unfair. 03459 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Now, the government has this morning published details of plans to close inappropriate homes for people with learning disabilities. The closure programme and plans to provide residents with care in their own community was prompted by the Winterbourne View abuse scandal. Um, for those who don't know, is where some secret filming was done and people were being really horrible to the residents and bullying them. In Hertfordshire, they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. Well, Tim Nichols is the policy and parliamentary officer of the National Autistic Society. Morning, Tim. Good morning. Um, is this a good idea or a bad idea? It's a very simple question. Uh, I think this is a good idea. Um, what we've seen is that, as you outlined there, since Winterbourne View, the NHS has been trying to close down a number of these beds because following the investigation that happened, they realised that not only was there abuse there, but across the system, there were a large number of people who were stuck in, in inpatient beds that didn't need to be there. They were put there inappropriately. And progress since then has been slow. So what this what this plan does is it outlines specifically you know, how many beds we need to reduce across the country. And it also lays out a bit of a, uh, they call it a service model, so telling all those commissioners locally what they've got to do to try and reach uh, what community services they have to have in place in order to close 50% of the beds across the country. But when it's an arbitrary figure like 50%, because some areas might need more beds. But my, my concern is the, the, the bullying thing. It's odd this has come about as a result of the bullying because surely the answer to that is not to close more beds, is to um, have stricter uh, enforcement of rules and um, stricter screening processes of the people who work in these uh, environments. So I don't quite understand the connection between the bullying and the closing the beds. Uh, and the concern, the concern is, remember care in the community where lots of people who didn't need to um, be in residential care homes were, were, were put into community but also lots of people who did need to be in residential care homes were put out into the community. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things here. The first thing is on, on, on quality and abuse. Um, the Care Quality Commission has a very important role there to play, that when people are still, you know, there will still be some inpatient beds uh, left for people who need them, um, and it's going to be the CTC's responsibility to make sure that they are of a very good quality. Um, and... On the, the arbitrary point, I think you're right that you need to be cautious. You don't just uh, dogmatically say we need to close 
all these beds and it needs to happen right now. So actually what the, the plan does, and I think this, it's, it's quite good, is that it outlines for each area what should be the rough number of beds you should look at having in your area based on your needs. And it says that it, on average, nowhere should need more than 10 to 15 beds. How do they know that? Of people. Um, this, well, this has been a, a four-year uh, programme that's been going on since the Winterbourne View uh, scandal. And they've conducted an awful lot of research into it. Um, but I don't know. How can you have a blanket? How can you have a blanket figure? Because it's, it's an average. So some places will need less, and some places will need significantly more. This is this is is, is yep. this not ultimately just to save a few quid? I, so first thing is, it's down to each area now to implement this plan properly. So they've got to base that on their local need. They've got to look at the needs of the people they've got in there. Um, areas and they've got a plan appropriately. So the, there's some discretion in there and it's very important that local authorities use that plan properly. On the money-saving point, I don't think that this is. I think long-term... Really? It does mean... I th- long-term, you know, it will be less expensive for people to be outside of inpatient units. They're incredibly expensive to run. But they're also not appropriate. And I think that's the important thing to be um, focusing here, that there are a large number of people, about 2,600 people, who have been identified as being in these places often inappropriately. And also, if um, in order to actually realise these like long-term savings and in order to make the change, NHS England has, you know, put £45 million into a pot to help the transition. So there's actually money going in as well. So yeah, but in the long term, it will save money. And I just worry that, that these... I worry that these, so some of these decisions... a bad thing. Well, no but, I, no, no, but I just do worry that some of these decisions... I'm, I, I, I reckon, Tim, in six months, we're going to start getting stories of uh, families that have been let down by this, the change in the system, who uh, have... have it, it's gone the other way, where people who do need... Residential. Of course, if people don't need to be, be, be in care, then of course they should be at home with, with families or living on their own if they are capable of doing so. But I just d- 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 suspect having watched the news over many years to do with, with these kind of things, at some point you're going to get families coming out saying, well, we've been really let down and our son, my brother, needs um, this residential care and he's not got it. I'd- I really hope that doesn't happen. I and hope it doesn't, I, but I bet it does. Know, we, all, I bet it does. We, we all share that. I think we all share those concerns. I think, and I, you know, I've spoken to a lot of families who've been involved in the situations, and I think one of the things is that people most don't feel listened to, and they don't feel their their the rights of their, their relatives, of the of family as a whole, aren't being taken into account. So actually, what does need to happen is that everyone is listened to as part of this process. It's about making sure that lo- local areas, so each local area has to do this themselves. They've got to take those plans and they've got to turn them into reality, but they've got to do it in a way that uh, you know, take, actually involves the person. It's about where the person wants to live. And so oh. what this can do is I've, move I, someone... I, listen, I've got, I've got a, a relative who's in care and that, that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. We're really going to listen to what people say and we're really going to involve them. Most of the time, that's hogwash. And it's, you, it, it, you can go in and say, well, I'd like this, this and this. And they go, OK, well, we've only got this. Uh, and, you know, the, the resources aren't there to, to listen to each individual yeah. case and give them what they want. And that is something with the National Autistic Society often hear as well. And, um, you know, funding in uh, the care system and in the NHS is, uh, is definitely an issue mm. at the moment. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to deny that. Um, and so, I mean, we hear through our helpline and through our services that we run across the country that people, you know, are often feeling a little bit let down by by local authorities and, and, and what care is available. But I think for this, 
uh, making sure that these the, the number of people who have very complex needs, they are some of the most vulnerable people in society. They've got learning disability and or autism. They could have both, as well as mental health problems. So those needs are incredibly complex. Mm. It's like making sure that everyone sits down around a table and says exactly what are the needs and where does this person want to live? Involve them in it. Where do they want to live? Who do they want to live near? And then put in place you know a plan and the biggest thing is well most people will say that when you say to ensure those services are if you there, ask my mum where does she want to live my mum would want to live in the house that we sold 10 years ago that she doesn't remember selling uh and she'd want a car to she is incapable of knowing what is uh, what she is physically and mentally capable of and what is the best for her yeah, and that's why the role of the family is incredibly important. And when people who don't have families, um, you know, that there are, there are advocates um, uh, and advocacy services there to provide a way of making sure that that person's best interests are, are followed. Oh, I hope um, so. And, yeah, <laughs> me too. No, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, the fact that the, the National Autistic Society is behind this is great, and I'm not, you know, I hope this works. I really, really hope this works. And, of course, no, if, if people shouldn't be in residential care, then if they, if they don't need to be, then that's great. I just, having, remembering the care in the community back however long ago, that was 20 years ago, and other stories where cuts are made, but it's, it's for the best of the people involved, and actually, quite often it turns out that people, that vulnerable people are, are excluded, and that, I just hope that that doesn't happen. And that's why we're make, that's why we're, today we're calling on NHS England to make sure that if they are keeping a close eye on every local area to make sure that they're doing it right. And we're calling on local areas, all those local authorities, to make sure that they're really putting some thought into this. I and see what to make Tim. Sure that actually, they can turn it into something promising. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Um, why don't we have a sort of chat? I don't know, in four or five months or something, and see how things have gone. And hopefully, I will be proved completely wrong, and, and you'll be proved right. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's NHS England that, that's got the best interest in being proven right on this one, but I really hope that... Well, yeah, you know, but, but let's have a chat and we can... Out there are gonna, yeah, yeah, let's have a chat and maybe you, and you can let us know what, exactly how it's going. That sounds good. Nice one, Tim. Thank you very much indeed. Tim Nichols, Policy and Parliamentary Officer at the National Autistic Society. 03459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Tim. It's a very special day today. Thank you. We appreciate it. Kelly, you know why it's a special day? Take care. Uh, Ollie's on? No. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Oh, hashtag Fossil Friday. If you want to share your fossils with us today, hashtag them, uh, Friday them, and then fossilise them. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, the entry slip road has been partially blocked at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Also on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, there's roadworks at Dawes Hill Lane, so that could cause delays later. Also in Waddesdon on the High Street, there's temporary traffic lights at the Junction for Baker Street. So expect some delays there later, but it's not looking too bad at the moment. On the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey because the train's broken down. Also on the London Midland trains between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton. There's half an hour delays because of a train that's broken down there at Northampton. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. So you got your bike? Did you get your bike fixed in the end? <laughs> well, no. I had no. to go back and get the train. Oh, so, so, As in, I had to take my bike on the train, like to the nearest station. Are you allowed to take your bikes on trains? Well, they don't like it, but right. it was quite early still. It was six in the morning, so nobody. Okay, well, a couple really of comments on on Twitter, if you don't mind, Sammy. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Russ says. Nobody cycles far enough to require the need for a train if something goes wrong. Don't oh, make okay. your lies. Oh, okay. Shall I walk for an hour then? <laughs> don't make your lies so elaborate. 
right, um, okay. And then Russ continues. Russ has got real beef with you. A sorry, I'm unreliable and can't get out of bed would have been okay. Nobody's <gasps> getting sacked today except for Kelly Bet. So, um. Ooh, come just... and feel my puncture if you want. Oh, cheeky lady! I've got a pump for that. 7.16, it's Friday the 30th of October, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death last Saturday and a 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another teenager who was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. It was the war that changed the world forever. And now, through photos, archive films and sound recordings, you can discover how World War I made a difference to lives across the UK, including here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. The initial trials for the first tank had taken place in secret at Hatfield, in Hatfield Park at the beginning of 1916. The World War I at Home interactive e-book. Amazing stories of the people and the places what? closer to home. You can see on this memorial here, this, this, this is Memorial Hall, which was designed as a living memorial to the boys that died. But actually, it says 577. Find out how to download it for free at bbc.co.uk slash WW1. What? A, 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 an e-book? Tony's on the line. Morning, Tony. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Uh, that all back when you were talking to about the poppy about that guy in um, oh, was Luton. Yeah, do, do, do you remember that when he came in? It was like uh, one of it was. I hadn't been here that long. I think I'd only had the job officially. You slaughtered him. He, well, that was so funny. I just was, could not stop laughing. I'd had the job officially, and I've been here, gosh, nearly three and a half years. I'd had it for about two months that job, and that was that was the first time it. Everyone thought, oh, Ian's getting along nicely, and he's, he's certainly a lot different from when he was in commercial radio. That's the first time everyone looked with horror as uh, the real me was a... It was a tough old interview. It was a strange gentleman. And it's kind of... I, do you know what I mean? And I'm trying to tread carefully, and actually I'm thinking I, don't, I shouldn't have to tread carefully because those soldiers who I have the ultimate respect for died so that I can say what I want. And I do feel, exactly. when it comes to the poppy, there is a certain element of, um, of bullying from some quarters and also an air of superiority about it. Yeah, definitely. But he, he was like he was out of Dad's army. That's right. I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was a very strange thing. Will you be wearing a poppy, Tony? Yes, in work, where I work, I'm HGV driver for a big supermarket. In the driver's room, there's always a box of poppies, oh. which is quite right as well. Well, hang on and, a minute. I don't know anybody that don't get it. Do, and do you pay for those pop? Do you then go and put some money yeah. in? A, in? Yeah, you put in wherever you want. How much do you put in? I usually put in a couple of pounds. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the question for today, right? How much do you put in the poppy tin? Because I say, when, when this, 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 this fellow was in a couple of years ago, uh, Sophie put in, I think, a quid, and he gave her a look and said, is that all you're going to put in? Quid to, <laughs> me, quid to me feels... It, surely it's what you can afford. Exactly. All right, Tony. And the no. other thing that yeah, worries, worries me is if all that money gets to where it is. You hear so many charities that take a percentage of... Not yep. charities, but people take percentages of what you give which I think is all wrong. There well, should be a law against I, that. They do, I, I suspect that the Royal British Legion, and I know that my team are going yeah. to find this out for me now, I suspect that the majority of that money goes towards what it's supposed to go towards. Hang on. Yeah, what is it supposed to go towards? Like helping um, soldiers and soldiers' families who've yes. been injured. That's it, isn't it? Definitely. Well, my team are busy typing away now, and they're going to find out exactly what percentage goes there, Tony. Thank you very much indeed. Big up yourself, Colin.
Morning. Hashtag Fossil Friday. All right, mate, calm down. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't know whether... I, I did put it on Twitter, but um, I've had a cataract operation, so... That's affected your... Your, your cataract has affected your Twitter act. Eh? Your cataract has affected your Twitter act. Yes. Um, I'm finding it very difficult to use the computer at the moment. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, and, I'm, um, I'm kind of not that bothered, if I'm honest. Well, you're not getting the pretty pictures up. Well, I don't follow you. No, I know you don't. Here's a question. Here's a question. people do. No, they don't. And, and um, Mrs Boyle did say get better soon. Well, she would do because she's a brown noser. Here's the no, thing, right? she's lovely. Kelly Betts is leaving today. I'm going to unfollow her. I'm going I to... I'm going to... Please shut up. Uh, ...try and uh, bring her a little something. Don't come to the studios. Why not? Because you're not welcome. You've got a cataract. I don't want to catch it. It's not catching you. It is if I lick your eye with mine. No, it's not. Uh, What? When am I decently allowed to delete Kelly's phone number from my telephone? Never, I would hope. Let's be honest, right? And Kelly, let's be honest. Yeah, man. We are never going to see each other again after today, after about 9.15 today when I go. We're never going to see each other again. Unless it's by an accident. Unless it's by accident. I sometimes come to the place where you're going to be working, Coventry and Warwickshire. (laughs) Very occasionally. Only because I... (laughs) So it'd be pure accident. We'll text each other maybe maybe next week. I say, how's the job going? You big idiot. Mm. But with more swears yeah. in, you'll go up your bum. Yeah. After next week, yeah. I'd, I'm, we're, we're never going to speak again, and that's being honest. Yeah. I've got so many friends. I, my my, well. um, my last two producers, right? Uh, Agent Chris, at LBC, Eloise, absolutely. I don't see them. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm really going to miss you. We'll, we'll keep in touch. No, we don't. No. So I might as well just delete her phone number. I reckon this time next week, live on air, Cole. Well, I reckon you're callous. I reckon you've got cataracts. All right, anyway. Thanks for calling. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. 81333. Did we get... What was the point of that call, Colin? Nothing, really. Thank you. Only computer. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. A prolific burglar from Hertfordshire who went to rehab instead of prison will now go to prison for committing another burglary. Um, despite Lee, uh, Lee Treewig admitting to 80 offences, he was given the opportunity to participate in the Choices and Consequences Rehabilitation Programme rather than go to prison. However, it was during that uh, rehab that he committed another burglary. Well, Peter Cuthbertson is the director of the Centre for Crime Prevention... And he's not... Uh, is he there? He's on four. He's on fader four. I you're the, you're on fader four, Peter. They, they, you, you, you confuse me. I'm, it's Friday and I'm <laughs> very tired. Uh, Peter, are you, are you a fan of these um, rehabilitation-type uh, programmes? I'm not a fan. I think cases like this show the dangers to public safety when people are naive about um, about giving people a, a second chance so many times. And I guess in this case, we're talking about an 81st chance for this criminal. Um, I think there's always a small role for rehabilitation schemes, just because every year there's a small percentage of criminals who make a decision, usually entirely on their own, that this is the time they get they're going to go straight. It's nearly always men. 
and it's nearly always men reaching about the age of 40 who've just decided not that they're not going to commit crimes anymore. The risk is when you start believing that that small percentage it works for can be rolled out for the rest of the criminal population. That's when you put people at massive risk. Every criminal who spends a year in prison is in some cases otherwise going to be committing dozens and dozens of offences each year and you're protecting the public when they're in prison. As soon as you start moving away from that in, in favour of wishful thinking, you're really putting the public at risk. <laughs> with, with respect, it's not his 80... They didn't give him his 81st chance. Part of the programme is you confess to all of the other crimes you've done. So it was it was a second chance and he blew his second chance and the system has worked. He was caught and he's been, he's gone to prison. I don't think it's worked in the sense that he, this is someone who was given a prison sentence and didn't serve it in in a sort of a, a naive view that this is a better way to, to deal with it. The C2 programme, I think people would find a bit galling in itself that there is a place for punishment in deterrence in criminal justice. And this is really about getting around that in the hope that you can uh, reform criminals. As I say, that doesn't tend to work in the vast majority of cases. The no, but if it works... If it works... Leaflet. If it works in some cases, if it, yeah, if it works, but, it, but if it works in some cases, because are you saying that all criminals, um, we should just we should just lock them up and forget them and not attempt to rehabilitate them? Because that seems a little callous. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have no idea at the moment how to rehabilitate the vast majority of criminals. I think that, as I say, there are a certain number, who a tiny number really, who make a decision each each year that they want to go straight. For the rest, we really don't know how to, to well, because, turn their lives around. Uh, well, because Prison, but if we give them... offers public protection. Well, yeah, but if we give them the opportunity to feel human and to feel part, uh, uh, productive and, and uh, responsible member of society, and we give them, we show them options and choices that they may not have been presented before, if we can do that, um, then, then surely that, that has to be a good thing, doesn't it? I don't think it's a good thing in the vast majority of cases because it doesn't work. Um, it's, it, I, I don't take the point about uh, be treating people as humans or options they've not had before. Everyone has the choice whether no, they no, 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 Peter, they, Peter, Peter, human. Peter, Peter. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people, if they are, for example, addicted to drugs, which, as we know, is not a lifestyle choice; it's a medical condition. Um, that then that they may not be aware of twelve-step groups or rehabilitation. They may not have access to drug rehabilitation. Addiction is something worth tackling in itself. It's no reason to reduce someone's prison sentence. And I, I also, I've, I've not seen... But it's an illness. It's particularly a huge driver of crime. It's, it, it's often well, criminals, be, they become criminals and then they start using drugs and people often confuse the causation that no, way. No, 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 no. I don't no, think it's no. a catch-all solution to, to most crime, though, to, to, to reduce addiction. No, but well, no, but it's a significant thing. Partly because they're criminals because they're using drugs, but also um, some criminals, some drug addicts, uh, uh, commit the crime to feed their drug addiction. So, if you di- if you um, um, stop them taking drugs, then they're not committing that crime, and then they will not necessarily need to go and steal to feed their the, the drug addiction. It's it's an illness. It's like having cancer or asthma. I don't think a, a choice to take drugs, even when you're very compelled to do it, should be treated as an illness like cancer. Well, it, but, but it is. It's, it, it, no, right, but, it, but, but, why no, but Peter. Why reduce their sentence? Why not Peter. do this within prison? Why Peter. not give them a stiff sentence, protect the public for years, Peter. and then after that, if they Peter. have been reformed, Peter. that's Peter. the moment Peter. they can be released. But you're, you're coming from a flawed premise. It is an illness. The, the World Health Organization recognise addiction as an illness. It's the, you, you wouldn't... It, 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 it's, they have no choice. You know, a drug addict has, has no choice. 
Well, I, I'm not particularly deferential to the World Health Organization on Gosh. on ethical questions like like whether it was someone who commits a crime and what what prison sentence they should get. If they're addicted to drugs, that's that's a bad thing. If, yes, if it's a bad thing. I'm glad we agree removed, on that. Yeah. I think prison is the best place to do it. It should not be an alternative to public protection. But there are no, there are very little drug drugs. rehabilitation programs in prison. I think that prisons make big efforts with this. I, I, no, I don't. Not, not anywhere near enough. Look, I've got I, friends I, I who've been to prison for drugs. Offender. I've got friends who've been to prison for, for, for drugs. And um, the, 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 the drug rehabilitation programs uh, within prisons are very, very poor. Some, some, there are some prisons that have got it and are great, but most of them are very, very poor. I think it's just a difficult thing to get offenders off drugs. But as I say, I, yeah. I don't accept that it's, it's a, a massive driver of crime, and I don't accept Well, you're the only person that, that doesn't accept it, Peter. <laughs> you know, the kind of stats prove that, um, that drugs is... Listen, we have to end it there. I appreciate your time, Peter. Thank you very much indeed. Peter Cuthbertson, Director of the Centre for Crime Prevention, 03459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound. The entry slip row has been partially blocked because a car's broken down at Junction 10 for Luton Airport at the bottom of the ramp just before the main carriageway. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley towards 18 for Chorleywood going past Watford. On the North Orbital Road as well, it's busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. And on the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. That's because a train's broken down. And Another train's broken down in Northampton, so there's half-hour delays on London Midland services between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The number of hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism is to be halved within three years. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire, one of six fast-track areas where they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. Around 30 people were involved outside Cambridge Crown Court yesterday afternoon. And the family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season starting in Mexico this weekend. The Stevenage driver starts practice this afternoon, our time ahead of Sunday's race after clinching his third world title in the USA last weekend. I slept a lot because I was pretty drained after the weekend. And um, we partied a little bit on Monday. Actually, partied pretty hard on Monday. But I'll say I got the race this weekend, so I couldn't go too crazy. And uh, so I'm just saving. I plan to party for the rest of the year, but this Sunday, tequila and whatever it is. But no, no, just enjoying the moment. In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts third place West Ham in the Premier League after last week's win at Stoke. Manager Kike Flores says there's still plenty to do. We are working always in, the, in, in all areas of the, of the football. We are talking about like uh, I think the, the, this is a collective play, so we don't talk about just strikers, many fielders or defence. We are working like a collective, like a group, like a pack. 
Also tomorrow, Milton Keynes Dons host second-placed Hull in the Championship. The Dons will be without the injured Ben Reeves, but Darren Potter could start for the first time since the end of August, with Jake Forster-Kasky having returned to Brighton after a loan spell. In League Two, Stevenage host Oxford, Wickham go to Mansfield, Luton are away to bottom club Dagenham on Sunday. And after helping Great Britain to Team Silver, Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock competes in the individual all-around final at the World Gymnastics Championships in Glasgow today. I feel pretty tired today but I hope I can rest up, uh, be fully recovered. And to be honest, the adrenaline that we had yesterday was literally, I felt like I could have done another routine after my routine. It was crazy how much the adrenaline can do for you in a competition like this with the atmosphere, the way it was. So hopefully we can have the same on Friday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. It's coming, it's coming. Come in. There it is. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end a new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Just keep moving on There's a world That's waiting to unfold A brand new tale No one has ever told We've journeyed far But you know it won't be long We're almost there And we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call home Until tomorrow you know I'm free to roll Morning guys, that's now your theme, Kelly Betts. It's your theme. It's your last day here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emotion must really be... um, Yeah. I am a little hobo in a way. Little what? Hobo. Okie dokie dokie. 80% of the money goes to the uh, Royal British Legion. So that 50 pence you put in for the poppy, 80% of that, about 28 pence, goes to the Royal British Legion. (laughs) The rest of it just goes on um, fags and booze and rations of rum for the men. That should do it. Morning, Ollie. Morning, Ian. How's fishing? (laughs) I haven't been. What? I haven't been. 
whatever. What? No, not for a what? Not for a couple of weeks now. Well, you're our fishing correspondent. You're dangerously close to losing the gig. It's disgraceful. I know. It's outrageous. I'm sorry. I'm no, very sorry. That's no, right. These things happen. These things happen. You, you'll realise yeah. that it's dull and pointless and cruel. <laughs> you're the you're the British equivalent of that dentist. What shot Cecil the lion? What, no. Yeah. 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 You're. you're I mean, you're the, you're the. Obviously, in America, they do everything bigger and better and with guns. But you're 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 basically our. You're not a dentist, are you? No. It's a shame. Okay, but you're our you're our equivalent of that guy, and we appreciate it, Ollie. So thank you, man. Oh, good. Anyway, the reason I'm is because me and Kelly are both finishing our jobs the same day. Oh, that's a coincidence. Mm. Oh, that's a coincidence. Are you going commentary and walk sh- right shoot as well? <laughs> no, no. Why, 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 have you, why have you got the sack, Ollie? I haven't. I'm leaving. I'm, I've got a different job. Oh, okay. You're both doing the uh, we're leaving lines. All right, fine. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. Uh, uh, more money? Uh, no, not at first. Oh, why would you? Why would you, here we go? This is interesting. Why would you leave a job to go to one that's got less, gives you less money? Because I'm a trainee motorcycle mechanic. I'm moving over to that. Brum brum. Get your motor oh, yeah. running. Get out on the highway, looking for adventure, and whatever comes our way, born to be wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You well, got that one. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Ollie, I, I, I can only um, but, leaving stories, please. If you're leaving anything today, whether it be um, uh, your job, your uh, this country, or indeed your husband, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you, Ollie. Go best of luck. Thank you. Hope yeah, you fix motorbikes well. Later, Ollie. Later, Ollie. Later, Ollie. Now's Alan. Hello, how are you? Um, Alan, it's a weird show today. Um, yeah, I'm, I know, yeah, yeah. I'm no. leaving as well, actually. Hey, what are you leaving? I'm leaving BBC Free Canning Radio because Kelly's going! <laughs> <laughs> you, we have, we... Say, it was a privilege to listen to you Ian, all these mornings. Well, you can, no, hang on. Well, Alan, Big Al, Al, you big can still listen. Big Al, you can still listen to me. Uh, yeah, but you ain't got the sexy giggle, the sexy laugh. Hang on, I, I can do a sexy giggle. Hang on, I can do a sexy giggle. Hang on, go on, go on. Oh, sir. <laughs> See, I can do the sexy Ooh. giggle. Oh, God. Let Kelly do it. Not compared. Go on then. Let me go and make me laugh first. Oh, sir, stop it. Right, roses are red, violets are blue. We're sorry to let you go and we're going to miss you. How crap was that? Very, Ooh. very crap. And we're not even supposed to say that word. So Valerie sent in... Um, 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 she, she's upset you're leaving. And so by the power of guitar, mm. she's done... Um, this. Oh, you know what this is? Flippin' heck. This is the saddest bit of music in the world. Do you know what this is? Mm, I recognise it. It's the closing theme, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, Ollie, you're going to find me the original of this. The closing theme to the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> He's just um, smashed up a town and that journalist that wants to get the truth. He's ripped his purple trousers. Mm. And he's walking down the highway. He can never have a relationship with another woman or a man. It's the 70s, those things were de rigueur. More de rigueur. He can never have any of that, because if he gets angry, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. No. He's the Hulk, the incredible Hulk. And what she's saying is, I think by this bit of music, is that you're um, fat and green. I think that's what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm picking up those vibes. Let's, let's enjoy the vibes.
Beautifully done. It's, well, she's good. She is good. Dr. Watts is on the line. Morning, Dr. Watts. Thank you for this, Valerie. Morning, hey. Dr. Watts. Hey, guys. Are you all right? Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm just fighting back the tears here and uh, wishing Kelly the best for the future. Oh, for crying out loud. You know, but the show, the show literally must go on. Contractually, it has Absolutely. to go on. I'm not going to miss it. Don't you worry about that. But you've got to wish the old girl the best. Old. Well, yeah, all right, old girl, we wish you the best. Yeah, She'll be all right there. They, they talk funny yeah. in Coventry and Warwickshire, though. Yeah, I know, they're a funny bunch of coconuts, aren't they? Um, what do I do, mate? Yeah, all right, boy, I've got to go down to the shop now and get myself a pie. Or something like that. I, I, hope, re- you do, I hope you do jobs really great there, Kelly, all right. Thank you, Dr. Watts. Yeah. Memoir down the street says, Why am I soft in the middle? Got a short little soft thing in my middle, and the rest of my whole life is so bone digger, bone digger. Jump that down the other way, he's got the short little attention span with another saying, With Arkoff Uncle, if you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. And Betty, when you call me, you can call me out, yeah. I'm going to miss you ruining songs. No, you're not. No, mm. you're oh, not. Because right, I'm going to. Um, anyway, so let's um, let's get this out of the way, shall we? So you you told me that I had to put your edit your package together. No. Yes. No. You said that I have to do you, my own. I hate one. editing, right? I can do it, but it takes me ages, and then I get frustrated, and then you've got to dip the volumes and stuff like that, and it really makes me want to puke. But I did this begrudgingly for you, even though Thanks. you know what it sounds like, because you've heard all the clips, and you know what the songs is. Yeah. Thank you, though. So from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. or something that sounds like heart, <laughs> to you, Kelly Betts, this is literally the least I could do. So do it now? Yes! Kelly was a very bright and friendly um, member of staff who answered the phone in a very nice and beneficial way to the programme. And we all appreciated her very much. It's Kelly Betts we're talking about. Haven't listened that long, so Kelly Betts is gone. Was such a fine presenter, Miss Sawley, by some. Was on the radio, not the telly. Last name Betts, first name Kelly. She had two eyes, ears and a nose. A mouth had a voice. We'll miss her prose. Was that then past tense, long ago, back whence, lest we forget, memory of Kelly Betts? Things will never be the same now that little girl's gone. You didn't treat her as well as you should have. But she was always a little ray of sunshine. Now, when I'm coming in in the morning and the stars are twinkling, I will always think of Kelly as the brightest star up there. <laughs> Why do you got anyone to make your tea and boss her around? You could have been better to the girl, but wherever she is, I hope her wings have spread and she's having a good time. <laughs> um, Kelly. Oh, Kelly, it's just going to be... It's so hard without you. I, I just can't imagine mornings without your smiling face and your cheery persona at six o'clock in the morning. It, uh, it just will never be the same again. Kelly, 
I'm so sad I don't hear your voice on the radio much. Mind I think Ian did tend to leave you out a little bit before you left, and I'm so, so sorry I won't be hearing your dulcet tones anymore. The one thing I'll always remember Kelly Betts for is... And then say what that thing is. Her beautiful dulcet tones. She was a petite, beautiful young lady who grew on me. Can it not be? Can it not be sexually provocative at all? No, it's not that at all. She's a lovely young lady, and I would uh, be very sorry if anybody messed her about. Okay, well, do, do, right, do it again, but this time do it with feeling. Feeling, oh, right, Kelly, a beautiful young lady, a petite young lady who grew on me. Is that enough? So basically, instead of just having a tabard, she gives them out. She's in she's chief tabard tosser. Wow. Now. The time soon comes for parting. No, 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 and she's gone. No, 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 she's gone. No, but, no, but I'm getting there, I'm getting there. No, the time soon comes for parting. She's gone. Let me help the you. Time... The time has come for parting. The... No, 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 that's present. Oh, okay, the time thanks. has been for parting. The time quickly parting time came. Has gone. The time quickly the time came by. for parting. The time has gone for parting, and our time wasn't at an end. The rest of your life has started. No, 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 That's future tense. That's future tense. The time soon was coming for her parting. Speak to you tomorrow. I mean, flip it. Will nobody think of the children? It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it really is hard, though. Trust Simon to ruin it with <laughs> filthy innuendo. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Slow on the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage and on the M1 southbound, the entry slip road at Junction 10 for Luton Airport has been partially blocked by a car that's broken down, so it's starting to cause some delays onto the main carriageway. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. And in Borehamwood on the A1, there are queues southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner at Barnet Lane. On the A1 southbound from the St. Louis Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout, it's looking quite slow now. And there are some problems on the trains. London Midland have replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey because the train's broken down. Another train's broken down in Northampton, so that's causing half-hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton. And Great Northern trains have disruptions between Letchworth Garden City uh, through there because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much for your words. 7.47, uh, Friday 30th October, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. 
Uh, police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. And the family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death last Saturday. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. There's plenty of outbreaks of rain around this morning, really quite heavy and persistent, just continuing to spread in from the southwest. Lots of spray on the roads for this morning's rush hour, so do take care out there. And the rain's just going to continue for, well, the rest of the morning, maybe even the first part of the afternoon. But then it will gradually turn drier and brighter. We've got a fairly brisk, southerly breeze developing, and so that's going to continue for the rest of the day. We are at risk of seeing a few showers, particularly across areas of Buckinghamshire, a bit later on this afternoon. But, you know, in general, we're all turning drier and uh, it will brighten up as well. Highs of around 15 or even 16 Celsius maybe, that's 61 in Fahrenheit. It is very mild for this time of year and it's been a mild start as well. Now overnight tonight it will be dry, the winds are going to lighten. We'll see overnight lows of around 10 or 11 degrees and also quite a lot of mist and fog forming into tomorrow morning as well. Now tomorrow uh, after that misty foggy start that should clear at around 10 o'clock then it will dry, it will be dry. It will brighten up, we'll see some spells of sunshine Going and it's going to feel very mild as well. We're looking at highs of probably around 17 or 18 Celsius for some areas. So dry and mild too for the trick-or-treaters on Saturday night for Halloween. And then plenty more fog forming on Sunday morning. This time it's going to be very slow to clear. So very atmospherically spooky, I think, on Sunday morning. It may not clear for uh, for much of the morning, that fog. And it will be dry, but really rather cloudy. That fog had been lifted into low cloud on Sunday afternoon. That's the forecast, here. It's so hard. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. It's further the east. There is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 15 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Easy, Tiger. Earlier this week, um, you might have heard me speaking to Kamran Farugi from Hartsmere. Uh, his dad was arrested without warning whilst he was working in Iran on suspicion of espionage, spying, uh, and imprisoned for... Um, it was for eight years, and he served four years, I think. It's not what it says. He's in prison for eight years. Um, he's in his mid-70s. He's not very well, and um, he's not getting the treatment that um, he should be getting. And um, if you listen to Cameron, it was incredible when he came in and, and uh, spoke about it. Uh, he, he's been trying to gain support for his dad's case, including from his MP, Oliver Dowden, who raised it in the Commons. His son and grandchildren are in the gallery today. They have a simple message. Please let Grandpa come home. Would the Leader of the House t- find time for us to debate his case and others, where simple human compassion demands their immediate release? Yeah, yeah. Well, Oliver Dowden joins me on the line now. Morning, Oliver. Good morning. Um, why did you take this story on? 
Well, Cameron came to my surgery about two months ago and explained the circumstance of his dad's case. And it really struck me that this was an old man who was on, in prison on very, very dubious charges, possibly having cancer. He'd served more than four years and really the time had come to try and help him get him released. And, and when Cameron took the difficult decision to go public with this, uh, I decided to, to row in and try and help him. Um, you, you mentioned it yesterday. On a purely practical level, do, do, do you have to kind of flag up what you're going to ask in, in the Commons? Do, do you have to submit points? No, well, I raised it at business questions, which is the opportunity for right. members of Parliament to raise things that we think should be debated in Parliament. But I, I, because this is an important case, mm. I did about an hour before give notice to okay. the, the leader of the Commons that I would be raising it. With. OK, and, and what, what has been the response from your colleagues in the Commons? People are, are very concerned about it. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to raise it with the Foreign Secretary, who has raised it with the Iranian President and oh. the Iranian Foreign Secretary. I've also raised it with the Prime Minister's Foreign Affairs Advisor, and the Prime Minister has uh, actually raised it with the Iranian President and wrote to him last week. Wow. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that we may see some progress. The tricky thing here is that uh, the gentleman in, in question, Kamal, is actually a joint British and Iranian citizen. Yep. And Iran doesn't recognise the British government as having any role in relation to joint British and Iranian citizens. Uh, but but what, what we can do now and what I'm trying to do with the family is keep his uh, case in the public eye so that the um, Iranian government realises it's something that we take seriously. And I hope that, that they will see the humanitarian grounds for, for releasing an, an old and, and ill man. And relations with Iran, you know, four or five years ago were, were pretty stinky, but they, they are improving, aren't they? So that must make the family and yourself more optimistic about this situation. Yes, well, as you say, they hit a low when the British embassy was stormed in 2011. But since then, we've we've signed a deal on uh, on, on nuclear uh, on the nuclear test, uh, the nuclear program, and I'm I'm hopeful now that the relationships are improving, and certainly diplomatic relationships are probably better than they've been for the last five or six years. And that has enabled, for example, the the Prime Minister to meet with the President of Iran and the Foreign Secretary to meet with his opposite number. So there are, there are mm. channels of communication there that, that weren't there previously. Well, I was, I was um, struck by um, just what a thoroughly decent and down-to-earth chap Cameron was when he came in the other day. And Oliver, well done for raising it. And um, keep in touch and let us, let us know how this goes. I will do. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much indeed. There's MP Oliver Down. 03459 <laughs> Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you got any Texas, Betsas? Ah. Oh, you wouldn't expect... Oh, sorry, you thought it was last day of term. Yeah, you bought in your Astro Wars and you bought in your Girls World, but I'm yeah. afraid you've actually still got to do some work class. When? You've got to help me take down all of these pictures. I'll get you a caller. Oh, go on then. It's a good one. Is, well, it, is it Dennis? Yeah, of course it is. Why can't we get... Here we go. If anyone wants to phone up and pretend to be Dennis from Dunstable, you'll, you'll, you'll get straight to the front of the queue. 03459 455 555. Five, 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 five. Five. Hey. The real Dennis isn't answering. Well, so we need, we need a fake Dennis. We need a fakey. We need a fake Dennis. Um, 
What else is there in the papers? There's lots of text, but they're all about me and I don't feel comfortable reading them. OK. The front page of... Well, see, the front page of the Daily Mail... That's OK, don't worry about it, it's fine. I mean, no, one's, no one's really that bothered. The front page of the uh, Daily Mail has got, says, got a poppy on it, you see. And that's the weird thing, the, um, the displayment ing of, of, of charities. The, the poppy is the one charity. Charity, right, should be down to personal choice, right? And uh, if, you can, if it connects with you, then, you know... Hmm? Sorry? Hello? Hello, it's Dennis. How are you? Oh, hi, Dennis. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Kelly. How are you? How, how are we, you? Are, we are sorry to hear you leave. Thank you. Are you still there? Yeah, are you? Yes, can you put Ian on? I want a little word in his ear. All right, Dennis, how you doing, fella? All right, and how are you? I'd um, just like to say, me and my darling are going down the pub for a few beers. So I was just wondering if Kelly wants to join us for a celebration drink. Would you like to join... Um, a... Busy. When is it? <laughs> oh, it's at dinner time down the Leicester Arms. No, I got... he's got the wrong... <laughs> Dennis! Dennis! <laughs> I think what? you've confused yourself with Matt from Luton. Have I? Yes! Oh, maybe I'll better put the phone down and ring H- back up again. Then. Hang up and ring back up. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. There we go. So the, the front page of the Daily Mail has got a poppy on. And it's one of those... Do you remember there was a trend? And I think the trend has stopped now. I hope the trend has stopped now. For those awful um, rubber bracelets you would get. They started with... It was the um, drugs tri- cheat, not Dwayne Chambers, the cyclist man married to Cheryl Crow. Louis Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Is something Armstrong? Ollie? Hello, Dennis. I'm talking to Dennis. Oh, flipping it. The one time I needed Ollie, and he's... he's um, Arms- Lance Armstrong! Lance Armstrong. Just about to say that. Louis Armstrong's grandson. <laughs> he was married to Cheryl Crow, I think. And he's... St- morning, Dem Dem. Good morning, Dean. 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 Dean and the Belmonts. Um, yes. So, uh, well, I'm glad we don't wear these ridiculous rubber oh, rings yeah, anymore. Yeah, Dennis. Rubber rings around which part of the body? Around the um, uh, wrist part of the body. At the end of your armies. No, at the end of your... uh, Where where are the Andes? At the end of your armies. Yeah, that's right. No, I've got a a wristwatch on both hands. No, we do... (laughs) Dennis! No, don't even go there. No, I've got a wristwatch on both hands. No, don't tell us. We know how you wind it up. I know, yes. So don't. We got in terrible trouble last time. Thank goodness we're late for the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M1 southbound at Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne, but the entry slip road where there was an accident at Junction 10 for Luton Airport has now been cleared, so that's moving again. It's busy nearby though in Dunstable on the High Street north around the A505 at Church Street. On the M25 it's slow anti-clockwise around Junction 19 for Watford, and on the A1 southbound approaching the Black Cat roundabout it's very busy from the St. Neots Junction now. On the trains there are some problems. London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St. Albans Abbey because a train's broken down. Great Northern have delays between Stevenage and Cambridge because of a signalling problem at George Garden City. And there are the half an hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton because the train's broken down in Northampton. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. So how are you going to get home then, Sammy? Well, I don't know. I don't know. 
Do you know if like a jam roly poly? (laughs) For crying out loud, you're still drunk from last night, woman. (laughs) Just be honest and admit you were boozed up. That's all. So I'm trying to talk poppies and charity. I'm trying to, failing miserably. Hey, guess what? It's the last hour of Kelly Betts. Literally, I'm going to. I'm not going. I'm not. And vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire piloting care at home scheme, fighting outside court building where man on trial for killing Bedfordshire father and family appeal for calm after St Albans murder. BBC Three Counties Radio. Up to half of hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism are to close over the next three years so there can be a stronger emphasis on home care. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire, one of six fast-track areas where they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds and Chivers is from the British Institute of Learning Disabilities. I think they're a big step in the right direction. We have to start with ensuring that we put the person with a learning disability at the centre of all of the decision making and that we have services that wrap around that Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. Around 30 people were involved outside Cambridge Crown Court yesterday afternoon. 43-year-old Mark Mosley denies shooting 36-year-old Jesse Smith from Potton, who was found dead in a car in the Cambridgeshire village of Burwell. The jury will resume its deliberations this morning. The family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. His family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. Officers say there have been a number of incidents in recent days and a 20-year-old woman from Dunstable has been cautioned for comments made on Facebook. Police have arrested and bailed 11 people in connection with the murder. Talks bringing together all the main international powers involved in the Syrian conflict are due to begin this morning in Vienna. Meanwhile, MPs are questioning the government's pledge to accept 20,000 Syrian refugees over the next five years. Keith Vaz chairs the Commons Home Affairs Committee. It will only help the credibility of the government's commitment if we know that the process is moving. At the moment, this is painfully slow, not just for the Syrian refugees, but also for the British public who are very keen to see that we have met our commitment. It'll actually help the Prime Minister in his discussions with his European colleagues to show what progress has been made. A 16-year-old boy is due to appear in court in Aberdeen today, charged in connection with the death of another boy. Bailey Gwynn, who was 16, was stabbed at his school on Wednesday. Police in Biggleswade are hunting two men who attacked a woman at knife point in her home and escaped with a safe. It happened at half past six on Sunday night. Detectives say the woman suffered a terrifying ordeal. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season, starting in Mexico this weekend. The Stevenage driver starts practice this afternoon, our time. The weather, some heavy rain this morning, dry this afternoon with some bright or sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ladies and gentlemen... 
someone requires my help with a kinks problem, and I'm more than happy to help. Across Let's... beds, hearts and bucks. It's, um... This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a cry for help on uh, Twitter, Kelly, and far be it from me to ignore cries for help. So let's, um... Someone's asking for some lyrics to a song, so here we go. Let's see if we can do this. <clears throat> no, I'm staying here. Oh, <laughs> no, I want you to go. Just gonna up to the bit they want. Here we go. <clears throat> they put a parking lot on a piece of land where the local supermarket used to stand. Before that, they put up a bowling alley on the site that used to be the local pally. That's where the big bands used to come and play. It was high, my sister went there on a Saturday. Come dancing. All our boyfriends used to come and call. Oh, don't you mean to come dancing? It's only natural. <clears throat> Just up to the bit they want. Oh, yeah. Another Saturday, another date. She would be ready, but she'd always make him wait. In the hallway, in anticipation. He didn't know that the night would end up in frustration. He'd end up blowing all his wages for a week. All for a cuddle and a peck on the cheek. Come dancing. That's how they did it when I was just a kid. Oh, the bit they want is right near the end. Flip. Come dancing. My sister always did. Oh, no, it's coming up soon. It's coming up. Here we go. Can't do it unless I do the run up to the words. <clears throat> my sister should have come in at midnight, and my mum would always sit up and wait. It's always ended up in a big round when my sister used to get home late. Play guitar, yeah. Out of my window, I could see them in the moonlight. Two silhouettes saying goodbye by the garden gate. There should be another bit there. I don't know what to do. Anyway, here we go. The day they knocked down the pally, my sister stood and cried. This is the bit they wanted. The day they knocked down the pally, part of my childhood died. Just died. I might as well do the whole thing now. Now I'm grown up and I'm playing in the band, the Kinks. And there's a car park where the palais used to stand with the Kinks. My sister's married and she lives on an estate with the Kinks. Her daughters go out, now it's her turn to wait with the Kinks. She knows they get away with things she never could. But if I asked her, I wonder if she would come dancing. Come on, sister, have yourself a ball. Don't be afraid to come dancing. It's only natural. It's a very long song. There's another two verses to go. Huh? Come dancing, just like the palais on a Saturday. And all her friends would come dancing where the big bands used to play. Best ending in a song ever.
that so what was the point in all of that? Someone on Twitter wanted to know what the words were to the certain part of that song. It was Sue. And Sue, I really hope, um, I really hope that I've managed to uh, satisfy you there. Akbar, did I satisfy you? Oh, good morning, Ian. Were you satisfied? With what? Were you satisfied with my performance, Akbar? Did I, did I please uh, you? Did I give you pleasure? Uh, um, yes, it did. It did give me pleasure. And Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much. 03459 455 555. Matt's in Luton. Morning, Matt. God, you do go on, don't you? I beg your pudding. Don't you go on. Hang on a second, Matt. Just, just stay there. I phoned up to speak to Kelly to yeah. wish her all the best. She's busy, mate. She's busy. But I've got this for you. The most miserable man in beds, hards and bugs. It's Matty Bum Bum. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. Uh, well, I'd like to see it under Lester Arms anyway. Yeah, I bet you would. But you like to see things for us. Yeah, okay, Matt. Yes. Thanks for calling. <laughs> you can put the phone down now. You can put the phone down, Matt. Yeah. Go on then. What? Put the phone. Put the phone down, no, mate. I wanted to speak to Dennis. He was taking the mick out of my... my no, d- uh, yeah, I've got guests that... Are t- can we do this after half past, Matt? Because I've got guests that are lined up for quite an important story. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. All the best. Ta- Happy Christmas. <laughs> this is oh, Ian Lee. Right. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Well, my poor guests listening to that rubbish think, what the hell have we got ourselves involved with? Well, the government has this morning published details of plans to close inappropriate homes for people with learning disabilities. This closure programme and plans to provide residents with care in their own community was prompted by the Winterbourne View abuse scandal. Basically, uh, there were some people working there and they, they, they bullied um, some of the residents mercilessly. Well, in Hertfordshire, they've already closed many assessment and treatment beds. Uh, Katrina Anderson is in charge of the project at East and North Hertfordshire CCG and she joins me now. Morning, Katrina. Morning, Ian. I'm sorry, sorry you have to listen to all that nonsense. I can, I can only apologise. <laughs> okay. uh, what, what does this pilot scheme mean for, for people with learning disabilities in Hertfordshire? So what we hope it means for people with learning disabilities in Hertfordshire is that it's an opportunity for us to really shape and improve the whole of the service and the pathway for people with learning disabilities, for those people with moderate learning disabilities, those with autism, which we welcome the government's refocus on autism. People with learning disabilities might also have mental health problems. Um, and they're up to the, the end of the spectrum where people with learning disabilities who may have challenging behaviour as well. And um, we have an opportunity to use some additional investment money from NHS England in order to pilot some services that we hope will improve how people are able to live as independently as possible in the community and avoid inappropriate admissions to hospital. Why were some people why are people being admitted inappropriately then? If they shouldn't if they don't need to be in a residential hospital, then why are they ending up there? Because at the moment, Ian, there aren't necessarily all of the most appropriate alternatives to hospital admission, um, which is what we're hoping to use some of the funding to pilot in order to be able to see what works best for people. So what sort of schemes are you going to be piloting then? What, what will be the, the, the new things that will, will keep people who can live independently or with families, keep them in their homes? So we're hoping to pilot um, what we're calling a crash pad for people, which will enable people with learning disabilities to have some time out 
from their home environment where it may be becoming quite stressful and the, their carers and family may be finding the situation quite stressful. So we can take them out of that environment and care for them. What we're hoping to set up is a couple of flats across the county, which will be staffed 24 hours with professional staff who can manage their needs. That sounds like residential than... care to me. That sounds like yeah. the, the same environment that you're trying not to put them in. No, at the moment they go into into a hospital bed, right. and this is this is a very different. Okay. This is more. This is a very different premise, um, and we're also to, hoping to pilot what we're calling a, a super crisis team, which is along the lines of the mental health home treatment and crisis teams, which go into people in their own homes rather than them needing to be removed from their homes to be cared for. I, I'm going to ask a question that, that, that you may not have an answer to, but I, 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 I'm, I've been saying this phrase on when people with learning disabilities, what, that, that can mean almost anything, can't it? What, 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 what are the kind of the extremes that we're talking about in this, in this instance, the mildest and the, the kind of most severe? So the, the most severe um, could be some, somebody who has a learning disability who may also have a mental health problem. So people with learning disabilities can have mental health problems like schizophrenia, for example, or they may have um, other associated mental health problems. They might have personality disorders. Um, and then they, they can also display what, what's known as challenging behaviour, behaviour that can challenge services. So they can be quite difficult to manage um, and, and they, they need quite specialist care. And then there, there are people with autism um, who uh, also need, need a diagnosis quite often. Mm. Um, and then there are people at the, I suppose you would call the lower end of the spectrum who may have a more moderate learning disability who don't necessarily always come into contact with statutory services but still need those support services in the community. Katrina, I think you've got Beverly there. Is that right? Beverly Flowers, have, the chief executive. Yes. Can I have a quick word with her? Thank of you, Katrina. You Thank you. Morning, Beverly. Good morning. Um, why was Hertfordshire chosen as, uh, to, to, to pilot these schemes? Um, we were chosen because we have a long history of working with people with learning disabilities and trying to promote independence and community integration. So the the hospital closure programme within Hertfordshire started well over 20 years ago. Um, my, uh, the, well, we spoke to the National Autistic Society about this and they're supporting this. My, my, my only vague concern is, I mean, the vague is actually a concern, is that, um, uh, that once these, be these beds are gone, they're gone. And is there a chance that, um, that some people might, be, um, might not get the residential care that perhaps they actually need... Uh, and that there may be some people in the community, you know, living independently that actually shouldn't be living independently, but because those beds are gone, they can't go to the hospitals. Um, so I suppose it's about should people have a home that is a hospital? So we're not saying that there will not be some people within the community whose needs can be best met in either a residential home setting or perhaps a nursing home setting, particularly when people with a learning disability become older and frailer. Um, as we would expect with many people, you know, you may, you may at points in your life require nursing care in a nursing home. This is about how can we provide that care in somewhere which isn't a hospital, because most of us wouldn't want to live our lives in an no. institution. No, most, most of us wouldn't want to, but then, then again, um, some of us are incapable of knowing that, um, that actually living in an institution is the best for us and for society. And I guess what well, I just worry that, uh, that, that some people who need residential care won't be getting it. So... During the last 20 years, as we've closed the old Longstay Hospital Institutions, we have put in place a range of alternative provision. So you're right, it is important that we ensure that we have services that meet everybody's needs. 
and we, re- we recognise that some people's needs will change over time and they may need short periods of time not within the community to receive extra support or extra care. So it's about having that range of services. And we are, over the next two to three months, going to be entering into a series of engagement exercises with the local community to talk about what they would like to see, where they particularly think the gaps are, and ideas they may have around how we address those gaps. And we'd be really keen for people to get into contact with us, and we can share our email details if that would be useful. Yes, give us the email, Beverly. So it's engagement at enhartsccg.nhs.uk. OK, engagement, and no doubt um, those emails will be uh, received by a hub. Thank you very much, Beverly Flowers, Chief Executive, and Katrina Anderson, in charge of the project at East and North Hertfordshire. 03459 455 double is the telephone number. I, I, I appear to be a voice in the wilderness, who uh, the only person who seems to think, well, hang on, maybe some people might not get the care that they need after we've got rid of all these beds. I don't know. Let's see what happens. We'll meet again in six months, guys, and have a chat. Is that all right? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading into London, there are delays on the A1 southbound. The short queue's building up approaching the apex corner in Edgware because of an accident between a couple of vans and a lorry at the Marshway traffic lights. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise at Junction 19 for Watford. And on the M1, it's slow southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. In Dunstable, nearby on the A5, the High Street North is very slow at the junction for the A505 at Church Street. And approaching the Black Cat roundabout on the A1 southbound, it's slow from the St. Neots Junction. And there are problems on the trains. Great Northern have delays between Stevenage and Cambridge. That's because of a signalling problem at Letchworth Garden City. London Midland have half-hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton because the train's broken down. And another train's broken down between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. So there's a replacement bus between those two stations. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Smoothly done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 like it gone. 8.17, look at that. Friday the 30th of October, look at that. These are your headlines, look at that. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. And the family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death last Saturday. Three counties sport. There's two days of live football this weekend. Tomorrow, choose between Watford. Abdi goes for goal. Abdi scores. Watford double their lead. MK Dons. It was all about the delivery from MK Dons' best player, Josh Murphy. Stevenage. And Schumacher, out of absolutely nothing, has given Stevenage the lead. Or Wickham. Goal! Wickham are back in this. Great stuff for Wickham Wanderers. Followed on Sunday by Luton at Dagenham. It's McCoy who gets it, and it was sheer persistence from the Luton. Three Counties Sport. A weekend of live football starts tomorrow from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio.
555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Now, a prolific burglar from Hertfordshire who went to rehab instead of prison will now go to prison because he committed another burglary. Despite Lee Trewig admitting to 80 offences, he was given the opportunity to participate in the Choices and Consequences Rehabilitation Programme rather than go to prison. However, it was during that rehab that he committed another burglary. Well, Steve Cattell is a reformed burglar from Hertfordshire who was consulted on how to make this programme work. Um, Steve, it didn't work in this case, but it's not a reason to dismiss the entire programme, is it? Uh, no, no, it just needs uh, it needs somebody... I, I, I believe it needs somebody from uh, that's actually come out onto the right side from that kind of uh, area, from a reformed burglar, reformed criminal, and to but to be hands on. What do you uh, mean to, by that? What, what, what to get involved in talking to these people? Yeah, to you know somebody that's actually been there and that can understand how they feel when they get up every morning. You know. It's to be there, to be hands-on. Is that uh, not how it works then? I, I, I naively assumed that that would be part of the the um, rehabilitation programme, that you'd have someone who'd, who'd uh, uh, change well, their ways. It was when it first started. They consulted me on the programme and uh, seemed to have picked my brains on everything that they needed to do um, and used me in an advisory uh, and then kind of, that was it. They just went off and and on the program. I never heard from them again. Oh, maybe they didn't like what you had to say, Steve. Well, reading reading most of uh, the CT program, I would say that thirty percent of what they're actually mentioning in their program is what I actually advised them on. Right. So I, I'm confused. You, you got beef with them? You sound bitter. Um, I don't know because. Uh. You know, I, I kind of when I was asked to actually come in on the C2 program as and advise on it and how would it work? What should we do for for the offenders? Actually, you know, um, I said, well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I do believe it is a, a, a fantastic way of getting a clear up rate um, to actually get uh, offenders to to admit their crimes, but. What you have to remember is that when you say we're on, a, we are supervising. When they wake up in the morning at seven a.m., they've still got from seven a.m. till seven a.m. the next day. How we're going to actually, you know, rehabilitate them during that time? We've got to have some kind of hands-on during that time. Okay. I think um, what I, I think what I'm getting from you, Steve, is that um, you think it's a good idea, and but they could do they could be doing more. I think they need to, you know, uh, I didn't go down a C2 programme in my rehabilitation. I went to a forensic psychologist for three years and started to understand the life that I had and address that life as it was. I mean, what the police do is, is put you in a cell. They, they, they think that you could actually go on to a C2 programme, um, clear up rate, you admit 80, 100, 200 crimes go in front of the judge at St Albans, who's backing the programme, and you go on to the programme. What well, is... What, OK, what is the... Pro- what, saying, what, what happens then? What does happen? Well, basically, they they will choose um, somebody that they believe is a prolific offender. Yeah. Um, and obviously committing crimes, maybe to feed an addiction, whether it's lifestyle, drugs, whatever, uh, gambling, 
and obviously he's got a history of prolific uh, criminality. And if they think he's suitable for the programme, um, and when I say suitable for the programme, it seems if we can get 80 to 200 crimes for him to admit, then he's suitable for the programme. Oh, so are you saying that it's more to do with cleaning up numbers than cleaning up offenders? Well, I mean, that's, that's, down, to, that's down to the listeners and anybody to, to believe, but... I believe that if you're going to be on a programme, if you've been committing crime for 15 or 20 years yeah. and, and, mm. and you're prolifically doing that um, and you're admitting to 100, 200 crimes with a guarantee you're not going to prison, but in effect you'll go on to this programme and we'll help you try to, to address your lifestyle, addiction to crime... Um, but we've got 200 crimes and if, if you go out and commit another crime, yes. we'll you up for five years... Well, I would say the Hertfordshire has the, has the best clear-up rate in, in the United Kingdom. We've still not established what happens then. So I've, I've gone in front of the judge. I said, yeah, I've done these, these 200 crimes. I robbed these old ladies. I did all these drugs and stuff. Um, yeah. I don't want to go to prison. So I'm signed up. So what, hap- what, what, what happens then? The judge is part of the programme. Right. He's part of the programme. So he knows that that person's going on to the C2 programme. What, is, yeah, what, what happens in the C2 programme? Well, basically, it's overseen by probation service. What are they overseeing? Um, well, you know, the, the, the supervised, unsupervised um, probation service, where you go and see them maybe twice a week for 15 minutes and say, I've not done anything, I've been a good boy, and I'm looking for employment. So that's the okay, CT... That, the week. C2 programme is you go to probation once every fortnight and you look for jobs. I would imagine... You know, there's there's some influx by by C2 where maybe they come around your house, maybe and have a chat okay. with you. Maybe you, you do a drugs test, maybe twice a week. Um, if you're if, if it's drug related, that's fueling the crime. But um, we all know that you know the criminal is is by far better at deceiving and manipulating than the probation service or the then, police. Then we then, then shouldn't we just lock them up? Um, the best rehabilitation, I think, is taken from um, a leading national newspaper that actually put me on the whole page with a big headline saying, Steve Cattell says that the place I belonged to was prison. Um, and then you come into the story of why that headline was there, because um, basically I, I, I couldn't stop the lifestyle that I had. So you had to be removed from society, removed from the people that you were you were hanging out with uh, for a, a, an extended period of time to stop you um, being a naughty boy? Well, the rehabilitation actually comes within the four walls of prison, and that's where the rehabilitation comes. Um, and if you can accept that rehabilitation that doesn't exist in the, in the British penal system and needs to be put in, then you're not going to succeed. And, uh, you know, um, on the C2 programme, it's fine when somebody, I don't know, goes through it for six months or nine months and completes the programme to throw that on the, the local newspapers that we've had a success. But we're not listening to the failures on that programme. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's a very hard one because in oh. one respect... I can support what they're doing, but I just but in believe another, that there's so much more that they could have yeah. 
in place to actually help that offender. Steve, it's been great chatting to you this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Steve Patel, reform burglar from Hertfordshire. Um, 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you give us a call. So basically, we don't know what happens on the C2 programme. <laughs> Next time we do this, and we will do it again, We'll try and get someone on who can tell us actually what happens on the C2 programme, please. That would be, um, I mean, that would be just like awesomeness, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Uh, 03459 is the um, uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call. Oh. There we go. There's a, there's a text here from someone enjoying the show. Um Time to go back to non-BCC radio, Ian. Absolute low-grade rubbish today. Kath should have a bigger role now. She's not here. Education is a role of the BBC. This rubbish. Last eight months. I can't get all of that text. Can you get all of that text? It says some of it is missing. Yeah. But yeah, it does actually say that's all it says. Oh, uh, last eight months you should have been, about been educating people. Yeah, and how, I should should have been educating people. I had to spell the word bean. You completing <laughs> up a muppet. B double e n, not b e n. You're not allowed to pick on people who send him badly. We said we've got a message. You're not allowed to pick on people who send him badly spelt text, just in case they're dyslexic. This guy's not dyslexic. He's a plum. Last eight months, you should have been educating people in 3CR, not pandering to the sentiment. And then they've got the double, the German double S of trash society and the newspaper. You ran and educated and then the text said, give them a call. Call that person up. We'll speak to them after half past and um, let's find out what it is they want to say. Let's, let's, let's talk to that texter because they've obviously got obviously angry about something and uh, I'd like to give them pleasure. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M11 northbound between Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford and 9 for Saffron Walden and that's closed the lane so it's causing some slight delays and the M1 southbound is very slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4 and if you're heading into London on the A1 in Edgware there's a lane blocked southbound just before the apex corner because of an accident. In Watford on the Lower High Street it's very busy around the Bushy Arches and on the trains there are some problems. London Midland have replaced bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey because a train broke down and London Midland have half hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Up to half of hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism are to close over the next three years, so there can be a stronger emphasis on home care. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire. Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. Around 30 people were involved outside Cambridge Crown Court yesterday afternoon. And the family of St Albans murder victim Emile Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died for Following a fight in the city last Saturday, his family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton says he wants to win the final three races of the season starting in Mexico this weekend. The Steve Nuge driver starts practice this afternoon, our time ahead of Sunday's race after clinching his third world title in the USA last weekend. In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts third place West Ham in the Premier League. Watford have picked up more points away from home than at Vicarage Road, but manager Kike Flores isn't concerned about that. We are not, uh, we are comfortable, really, really comfortable playing at home. I like to play here in Vicarage Road. Um, sometimes uh, the result is not coming well when we are playing in a, in a high performance. But uh, we need to, to, to keep uh, confidence. I love to play again with uh, our, our fantastic fans. Also tomorrow, Milton Keynes Dons host second-placed Hull in the Championship. The Dons will be without the injured Ben Reeves, but Darren Potter could start for the first time since the end of August, with Jake Forster-Kasky having returned to Brighton after a loan spell. In League Two, Stevenage host Oxford, Wickham go to Mansfield, Luton are away to bottom club Dagenham on Sunday. After helping Great Britain to Team Silver, Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock competes in the individual all-around final at the World Gymnastics Championships in Glasgow today. Yeah. I feel, I feel very confident, like, like what I was saying earlier, with scoring like my personal best on a world stage. It makes me feel a lot better going in, into Friday and hopefully you know, I can get up there without score and hopefully that's enough. I've showed last year that hopefully I'm up there with the, you know, the all-rounders and um, if I can do that score then I'll be up there. But it's just a matter of what I can do on the day and uh, if it goes well, it goes well and I'll be over the moon if it does. And England pace bowler Mark Wood has been ruled out of the third and final test against Pakistan, which starts on Sunday. And finally, leading figures from the world of football have paid tribute to our own Kelly Betts on this, her final show. Three of the Premier League's leading managers have expressed their sadness. <laughs> Louis van Gaal, Arsene Wenger and Jose Mourinho. My feeling is that we were so close and that we have to finish. We were too young and too naive in the end. We are disappointed, of course, but uh, I believe that happened to us before and we always responded well. Has my respect. I cannot say much more than that. BBC Three Counties <laughs> News and Sports. You see, everyone's touched by it. More at night. Oh, man! I've never applauded Simon for doing the news. He does an excellent job every single day. But, ladies and gentlemen, Mr Simon Oxley, thank you very much indeed. Wow, you've got those big stuff. Kelly, anything you want to say to Simon? Thank you, Simon. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, that's... Um, it's been a pleasure. Kelly's got... Uh, Simon's got something to say to you. It's so hard. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, thank you very much indeed. Hey, look, I just found this online. This is fun. You'll like this. Give me a second.
That's Gemma. It's Steptoe and Son and The Doors. Thank you to Danny Baker who just retweeted that and Sid Smith. I don't know where this is from, but it's wonderful, isn't it? And on and on and on and on. It's local newspaper star, Wilson. Morning, Wilson. Good morning, Ian. Wilson, uh, you, listen, you came in, you, you yeah. produced and presented the show the other day. You made it big in the papers. You, you, think, you're, you think you're some hot shop. It's not all... Yeah. Uh, sorry? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you, you had an adult's voice then for a second. It's not yeah. all light and roses. And I'm going to prove it to you now. There's a dark side to working in the radio industry, Wilson. Say hello to Matty Bum Bum. Yeah. Oh, no. Hello, Matty Bum Bum. Hello, Wilson. Yeah, the mo- most miserable man in Hertfordshire. You wouldn't know you are sitting next to the most miserable man in Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Hello? Hello. Hello. I'm still here. Hello? Yes. Carry on. With what? Whatever you want to carry on with. Well, it's not really that many. Ian Hill put you right. Oh, yeah. Ian? (laughs) I think he's put his fader down. You making a cup of tea? Matt bottled it first. You won that round, Wilson! Matty bottled it first! He hung up on you! Imagine that. That's how miserable Matty Bum Bum is. He's 96 years old. He hung up, hanged up, he hung up, he hung up, sir! On Brilliant. a 10-year-old. That is outrageous. And that shows that you youngsters get a bad press. Well, actually, it's the elderly who deserve the bad press. Yeah. Well, I one of the main reasons why I phoned up yes, is boss. to say goodbye to Kelly. Go on, then. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Wilson. Hey, cows, look who's behind you. Hello. Hey! That's right. It's your great-grandmother who passed on over 40 years ago. We've got her back... <laughs> From the dead. Hello. Hi. It's Catherine Boyle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wilson, Wilson wants to say goodbye to you. Uh, bye, Catherine. No, not oh, you. To hello. Kelly, you wanted to say goodbye oh, to. Catherine can't oh, yeah. hear us. Oh yeah. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Wilson. It was nice to share the same voice as you. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. Oh, uh, I've made you a coffee. Ready? Got one. I've already got one. I've already got. I'll have another coffee on the go. You're right. Okay. You, you brought any food? Hey, I tell you what. If you go in my locker, I don't know where my keys are. I got um, sweeties and stuff that I nicked the other day. Oh, really? But I don't know where my keys are. They might be... Um, yeah, but there might be a dirty hanky in there. So be careful. Uh, yeah, they're in my coat pocket, but there's a dirty hanky in there. So tread carefully. Morning, Mark. Morning. What you got for us, Mark? Uh, I'd like Kelly to, and you to sing your Christmas jingle, please. Oh, with great pleasure, with great pleasure, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, for, for Mark. And um, this is the last time it'll ever be... The, until we get the group back together... <clears throat> Christmas time, la 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 la. It's Christmas time, la 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 la. It's Christmas time, la 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 la. It's Christmas time, la 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 la. Well, I'm 
talking about the Christmas time of coming your way. Everybody is a happy on Christmas Day. You got Father Christmas and his ho ho hoes. You better watch out quick. He gonna blow his nose. Christmas time. La 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 la. Christmas time. La 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 la. Is that alright, Mark? Amazing. Amazing. Absolute pleasure. Albert! Morning! Morning, Albert! Morning. I'd like to say goodbye to Kelly, but I'd also like to plead with her. Kelly, please, oh, can I don't go. We'll come in a minute if we can, all right. Hmm? Can you hear me? Just no. about. Ollie seems to, be, seems to have the voice of a, of a lion. <laughs> yeah, go on. He doesn't want you to go, Kells. I don't want you to go, Kelly. What we had together was beautiful. I know. We've, but... had, we've, had, we've had our differences, but... We started strong, didn't we? You gave me great advice. Mm-hmm. I've got some cream. It's all cleared up. Mm-hmm. Don't leave me. Uh, I'll know, be bereft. Good things have to come to an end sometimes, And Albert, Alb. that, that includes this phone call. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> would you please... Um, oh, hang on a second. We've got the equaliser thing here. Oh, dearie, dearie me. All right, Peter. What do you want to have a whinge about today? I would like them to play <laughs> Burning Bridges from Kelly's Heroes for Kelly. You want to play what? Burning Bridges? I want you to play Burning Bridges from Kelly's Heroes for Kelly. Why? Because it's apt. It's apt? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe she's burning her bridges. And that's the tune in Kelly's Heroes. Morning, in, but you, and you want it to be the tune in Kelly's ear hole as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, can, well, can you? I don't know how it goes. Can you sing a snatch? <laughs> you starting again? No, I don't know how it goes. Just, just give me a snatch. I'll have to rehearse it. What do you mean you've got to rehearse it? Just all right. I'll do it. Have you had it? Shall I have a go at doing it? No. Yeah, I think I know it. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> Here we go. Is this it? That's the one, mate. Well, do you know what? I'm going to watch Kelly's Heroes this weekend. It's a good film. Yeah, that's right. Well, OK, well, that's a great song. Thanks very much indeed. You're welcome. Anything Lord. else, Peter? No, not say, this say, anyway, yeah, say hello to Gatford. Pardon? Morning, Peter. Oh, yes, one, third, one thing this morning. Yes? Oh, right, I sent you a test this yeah. morning about a letter that I read mm. yesterday oh, in the Daily Mail. And I believe that you should read that letter. I haven't got it. In f- I, well, why don't you read it? Page 63. Uh, what what no, is it's it? It's quite a long letter. Well, uh, what is it about? It's about a doctor saying wh- mm. what is going wrong. Okay. Well, okay. well, thanks for bringing a downer on what is otherwise a celebration of, um, no, no, no. of Simpleton believe, getting a better job somewhere else. <laughs> I believe Kelly's been absolutely great. At what? And I wish you every success in the next position. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Peter, is it? Yes, Peter, yeah. Thank you, Peter, Peter, say hello to Gatford. Who? Hi, Peter. Hi. How, and, how are you? And, and, and where have we, where we come from, then? That's a big where question. Where, where have we come, we come from? from? Yeah. Um, where would you like me to have come from? No, no, not at all. I, I, I don't like anybody to come from anywhere. I like all people. 
I get on easily with all people. A bit racist, Peter. Sometimes, sometimes not that, yeah. Ian, but there you go. A little bit racist, it's, Pete. He's, he's a bit manic, so... Pete, Pete, say hello to Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Pete, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I hope you're yeah, enjoying yourself, whatever you're doing. Oh, well, I'm just about to pull up to work, so if you could play oh, oh, dear, oh, dear. I've been retired a few years. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to play bowls later, so uh, I'll just enjoy myself. <laughs> well, good for you. Absolutely. Pete, Peter, go, go and get your bowls ready. <laughs> Tutty uh, bye. They're not doing me locker. Well, go, well just, just go away then. OK. <laughs> um, Glenn. How are you? Yeah, you know, we're we're we're, we're, get, we're we're surviving. We're surviving. You know, it's 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 an uncomfortable seventeen minutes. I just want to say goodbye to Kelly. No, it's it's only blokes phoning up. It's only <laughs> mucky, lonely men phoning up that want to say goodbye to Kelly. Peter, Glenn, Gatford, Matty, Boom Boom, Wilson. He's got the potential. Uh, there is just blokes. <laughs> that, I saw a glint in his eye. He's just blokes that want to phone up and say goodbye to you, Kells. Mm. How does she that make you feel? She'll have to learn a new language. Huh? What? She will have to... Ollie you talking to a baby. To lingo. <laughs> Ollie, keep the noise down a bit. I know you're on the phone, but just a little bit quieter, a little bit quieter. Cause you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, well, in the Coventry and Warwickshire, they don't speak English. No, they talk a bit funny. They talk a bit funny, like about the pies. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got to get my favourite caller. Oh, OK. Uh, Gafford, did, did you want to say, any, say anything, Gafford? I just wanted to say, um, any chance of a job up there? Kelly, no? A job? Oh, you disgusting mucky pup. What a vulgar thing to... Oh, you mean with the commentary in Warwickshire? No, I'm sure there's absolutely... Uh, there's no chance of that at all. 03459 555. I was doing my best to steer this ship out of the sentimental waters. It turns, it turns out the wind is too strong. We cannot resist. Onwards and upwards, dear friends. Onwards and upwards. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M11 has been blocked northbound by an accident between Junction 8 for Bishop Sortford and 9 for Saffron Walden because of an accident and that's causing delays on the approach for three miles. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's slow around Junction 16 for the M40 and in Edgware if you're heading on the A1 into London the lane's blocked southbound at the apex corner that's causing a long day delay now from the Stirling corner in Boreham Wood. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's very busy from Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims and there are some problems on the trains. London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. That's because a train's broken down and it's expected to be like that all day. London Midland have half-hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton, but Great Northern trains between Cambridge and Stevenage are running again back to normal after there was a signalling problem earlier at Letchworth Garden City that has been fixed now. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Say hello, girls. You can say hello quickly. Go on. Hello. 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 You're right. <laughs> I had the boys in yesterday. We had some sloppy text then. We need to bring your boys in for it. This is a radio station, don't we? Uh... So we'll equal it out. Yeah, we've got the girls in. in. You're right, girls. <laughs> now, I believe you've prepared a special song, haven't you, for <laughs> Kelly Betts. So would you like to sing your Kelly Betts leaving song now? Yeah. Where you go? Sorry? Just sing a silly song about Kelly. Yeah. Go on. You don't want to sing a song about Kelly? Are you pleased that Kelly's leaving? She's annoying, isn't she? She's a big stinky pain in the bum bum, isn't she? <laughs> Yeah? She's a big stinky pain in the bum and it's good that she's going, isn't it, girls? Excellent contribution. Thank you very much indeed. I'm getting paid for this. Literally, dollar is going into my bank account. You can hang out if you want, don't worry. 
Where are we now? 8.46. Um, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. NHS England is to cut up to half of specialist hospital beds for people with learning disabilities and autism in a scheme already underway in Hertfordshire. Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire dad in the early hours of New Year's Day. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got some heavy, really quite persistent rain for the rest of the morning, but it will turn dry and brighter into the afternoon. But until then, yeah, we've got more heavy bursts of rain. It's really quite windy as well, a brisk southerly wind. At least it's a mild start to the day and it will continue to feel mild as well this afternoon. Uh, so it will dry out eventually, probably brighten up. We're looking at highs today of around 15 Celsius, 59 in Fahrenheit. Still quite breezy this afternoon as well. And then overnight tonight, the winds are going to ease down. We're looking at lows of around 10 or 11 degrees. It will be a dry night to come. We're going to see some mist and fog patches form as well with all the moisture on the ground of course from today. And that will be quite slow to clear for tomorrow but it is looking like a dry weekend. Ridge of high pressure digging in so dry and mild will be the theme but it will be quite misty and foggy on Saturday morning. Uh, taking some time to clear should be gone by around say 10 or 11 o'clock. There will be plenty of cloud around but some sunshine probably breaking through. Top temperatures in the mid to the high teens so very mild indeed and not particularly cold either in the evening for the trick-or-treaters and once more it will be dry there'll be more dense fog forming on Sunday morning this time very slow to clear indeed in fact for some areas it may well hang out hang around into the first part of the afternoon again lots of cloud around but staying dry that's the way it's going to tend to stay too into next week that's the forecast day and have a lovely weekend Hey, Kath, bring the kids in bring the kids into the studio come in bring the kids and come and hang out in the studio if they want it seems to have the show has um Bring the kids in. The show seems to have degenerated into um, into uh, complete and utter nonsense, Less. which is absolutely fine. Come on, morning, girls. What are you giggling Aww. for? You haven't done anything funny yet. You wait. You wait until I start doing something funny. You right, girls? Now you have been practicing a song for Kelly Betts, haven't you? So would you like to sing? Would you like to sing the song to Kelly Betts? No. Okay. Well, listen. One thing I should warn you, girls: the studio is a very dangerous place. So make sure you do as you're told. Because I don't know if you noticed earlier on, I cut my finger off. My finger came off. So just be careful. Would you, would you like to look after my finger for me? No, you know what? Could you just hold my finger for me? Just look after that. Please don't. Well, I know you fell off. If actually, I can't have it. I need to put, put the finger back on. Hang on a second. There we go. Fingers back on. There we go. Fingers back on. Right. Um, we've got. Um, if you put headphones on, we're going to take some phone calls. You'll be able to hear. I think there's headphones over there for Biggin as well. We've got um, wonky-eyed Marlene. Hello, Ian. Hello, wonky-eye. How are you? You're terrorising those children. Girls, say hello, wonky-eyed Marlene. No. Well, they deserve to be terrified because the world, let's be honest, Marlene, the world is a really horrible, cold place and they're going to get hurt at some point. They might as well happen when they're like four and six (laughs) or four and seven. So, you know, they're, they're, they're ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I'm, what? I'm, I'm just ringing to wish Kelly all the best in her new job. I'm eating a chocolate cake. Thank oh. you, Marlene. Are you allowed to eat on duty? Nope, not in the studio. We get but told off. So I look forward to getting the email from Gary Floyd, and I'm going to send him an email like that. You're teaching them girls bad manners, talking with your mouth full. Yep. Girls, I'm talking with my mouth full. I'm going to pick my nose and do a blow-off in a minute. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> And the baby, Lord Reith, you can just, if you listen, you can just hear Lord Reith not only spinning in his grave, also weeping into his gravy. Um, what will you, what will you miss most about um, Kelly Betts, Marlene? Well, I'll be quite honest, I don't think she's been on, on as much just lately. I think you've pushed her into the background too much. Oh, blimey. Well, she's yes. getting pushed right into the That's background. Why I left. <laughs> she's getting pushed right into the background as of next week. 
No, she, I'm sure she'll do very, very well. She doesn't need luck because she's got the talent. No. She's a chancer. She's a chancer, <laughs> so um, she'll be all right. Marlene, say hello to Dealey. Hello, Dealey. Good morning, Marlene. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, have you got your tissues ready, Marlene? Oh. Oh, go on. Oh, yeah, go, go on. on. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got a little package coming up in a second, Marlene. And do you know oh, what? Marlene. Okay, Marlene. Okay, let, let 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 me let me change that slightly. I've got a big package coming up here in a few minutes. Okay, fine. And it's 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 going to hit you hard, Marlene. Okay, it's going to hit you hard. <laughs> Daily, I, I, I'm hovering over the button. You put this together. This is a little tribute for Kelly Betts. Does it need an introduction, or do we just go straight into it? I'll give it a ten second, just just to say I'm sorry I can't be there today. You have an um, operation okay. on your bum, won't you? Yeah, I'm sitting on a few cushions as we speak this Good morning, lad. which is uh, yeah, one for the team. Nice. Yeah, took one for the team. So, um, you know, Kelly, we're going to miss you. I've put together a little package. It's got some bants in there, and it's got some emotion as well. <laughs> have a listen. The Boomtown Rats, the UK's number one, the day that Kelly Betts was born. On the 6th of August, 1979, a great year for music. Keen and enthusiastic, Kelly joined BBC Three Counties Radio in 2006, the same year the Chinese River Dolphin became extinct. As for the man who gave Kells her big break at the BBC, that was former station editor Mark Norman. The thing that I remember most about Kelly was that she had absolutely no fear and complete confidence in her own ability. And uh, apart from that, she was actually a really nice person. Uh, She's also the only person actually in living memory uh, who uh, presented me with a risk assessment form for grown men and women to race a tricycle around the basement floor, the ground floor of the uh, studios in Hastings Street. So if nothing else, that is what I will remember Kelly Betts for. In terms of the person, she's exactly the same height as Warwick Davis. She loves copious amounts of and the local music scene. Coven being a real fave. Coven this, Coven that. I'm really going to miss you, Princess. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you. And although some wouldn't appreciate it, I personally feel honoured that every day for the last nine years, you've looked at me like a piece of meat. Well, here's what our listeners had to say about your departure. Well, I'm absolutely gutted hearing the news. You know, it's... it's it's, it's awful, actually. Um, I'd like to say bye, Kelly, and please don't be a stranger. When she's really famous, she needs to be a visitor on Ian's show and give him what for. Kelly, really enjoyed listening to you. Good luck in your new job. Miss you. Well, there you go. Those voices proving just how popular you are. As for the final words, I'm going to leave that to a very proud dad. Bye, Kelly. It's dad. I just wanted to say how immensely proud we all are of you on getting your new job and still remaining a BBC girl, we mustn't forget that. You've made your own mark in this world through hard work and commitment. All through your school life, college and then graduating from uni. Then of course on to Three Counties Radio, where you always said to me that the people there were more like family than work colleagues. And I know it would be a big wrench to leave them all. 
So take all our love with you on your new adventure in London and I promise that one day I'll give you back that fun-sized toffee crisp on Nick for me when you were very ickle. Love you, Kelly, and good luck. So we know Kelly's going to be crying on Friday. What about you? Yeah, I'll be fighting it back, but... Um, You're going you know, now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Amosh. Best of luck, Kelly Betts, the station's unsung <laughs> hero. And after three years as a team on The Breakfast Show, you're breaking the band up. Hashtag Yoko. <laughs> Kelly Betts, ladies Yay! and gentlemen. Kelly Betts is in the house, but not for much longer. One thing confused me there. Why does your dad think you're going to London? Have you not told him where you're going? I am going to London. What? Mm. What? Is that, Big smoke. Is that the quickest way to get to Coventry and Warwickshire? Yeah. Down and then, <laughs> and then back up again. Marlene, will you move by that? Absolutely. I'm choked. Oh. Absolutely now, choked, Kelly. That was lovely. And especially to your dad. So proud. Justin, you just choked Marlene. Well, as I said, didn't I? I said that this package was powerful. <laughs> you've, you've unleashed an unholy voodoo into the room. There's now a, there's now an uneasy calm here. Luckily, the girl, we've got the two girls here are giggling away. Morning, girls. <laughs> did you enjoy that? Did you, did you think it was silly? Are you? What are they on? <laughs> Can I have some of your Kiora? Are you going to do your song to Kelly now? Yeah. You don't fancy it? Yeah. It's good she's going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Marlene? Hi, Ian. T t no, we're ending the conversation. It's the other one. Bye. <laughs> oh, bye, love. Bye, bye. Uh, have a lovely bye, weekend. Marlene. Have a lovely weekend. Well, there we go. Um, Kelly, it's over to you. It's uh, now time for Kelly's speech. No. Sorry? I don't want to do a speech. No, no, whether you want to or not, um, uh, 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 tradition dictates that you've got to say <laughs> a few words to the boys and the girls, the ladles and the jelly spoons. What is... <laughs> What is, what is listening to us? That's, that's, will you two stop laughing? This is not a place for entertainment and fun, for goodness sake. Stop it. You'll be in very serious. You will be in very serious trouble. This is an emotional... This is an emotional... Crying out loud. This is an emotional... Stop it. Stop laughing. Get right on my nerves. Stop it. This is an... Stop laughing. Flipping it. This is... This is an This is an for goodness What the hell is going on in here? What is this, and the thing is that's not it sounds like a recording. It's not it's genuine insanity. <laughs> Kelly? Yes. Um we don't do sentiment well. No. We never look at each other in the no. eye. We never touch each other. We never touch each other. No. We never if, if, Will you stop it over there? Right, let's just have silence while they stop laughing. Hang on, stop laughing now. Serious. Stop laughing now, serious. Stop laughing now. Focus. No. Have, you, have we stopped laughing? Who did that? Who did that? Who dropped one? Someone dropped one. Did you drop one? I don't think, I think this is as serious as it's going to get. <laughs> Kelly, I, I have nothing to say. Thank you, Claire. It's Claire. been brilliant. I've, it's been the most fun, you know, and you're breaking up the team and the show's going to be... I'm so sorry. You know, the show will go on, but it's going to be completely different without you, so thank you very much. Thank you. It's been oh. the best job that I've ever had. Then why are you going to another one, then? Because that might be better. She's got a good point. Catherine, you want to say anything to her? Well, if you've got to go, give us a kiss first. Yay! Okay. We love you, Kelly Betts. Thank you, my darling. Ta-ta!
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M11, it's very slow northbound approaching Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford because of an accident that's happened between two cars. It's causing long delays on the approach, although all the lanes have been opened again. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. And the A1 into London is very slow southbound because the lane's been blocked in Edgware at the apex corner. It's causing a delay from Boreham Wood. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Potters Wild to 23 for the A1M. And on the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. London Midland have half an hour delays between Milton Keynes Central and Northampton because the train's broken down at Northampton but Great Northern trains are all moving fine again between Cambridge and Stevenage. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. The final word goes to perhaps the creepiest caller we've ever had. David in Hitchin. David, over to you. Hello. Hi there. I want to say goodbye to Kelly on a very last day here. And um Remember, my great habitat sends you a high five. And I'm sorry it sounds like I'm talking from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, li- literally couldn't understand a single word of that. Bye, Kelly. Love you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. How, how moving. Good luck, Kelly. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Friday. It's a disgusting day, but never mind. Coming up on today's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you worry about the number of people coming to live in this country? Official projections suggest the UK will increase its population from 64 to more than 70 million people in the next 12 years. And we expect to increase by nearly 5 million in the next 10 years alone. This means that by 2040, the UK will have swallowed as many people as currently live in the whole of Sweden. Charity Population Matters said this will put huge pressure on public services, housing, hospitals and schools. Well, I want to know from you, do you worry about the number of people coming to live in this country? Pick up the phone, come on and share your thoughts on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your calls on that in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire pilot in care at home scheme, trouble outside court building where man on trial for killing Bedfordshire father and Milton Keynes plays its part in best ever Rugby World Cup. BBC Three Counties Radio. The NHS is overhauling the way it treats people with learning disabilities and autism by cutting up to half of specialist hospital beds within three years and offering more care at home. The scheme is already underway in Hertfordshire, one of six fast-track areas. Katrina Anderson is in charge of the project at East and North Hearts Clinical Commissioning Group. We have an opportunity to use some additional investment money from NHS England in order to pilot some services that we hope will improve how people are able to live as independently as possible in the community and avoid inappropriate admissions to hospital. Police have dealt with trouble outside a court building where a man is on trial for murdering a Bedfordshire father in the early hours of New Year's Day. Around 30 people were involved outside Cambridge Crown Court yesterday afternoon. 43-year-old Mark Mosley denies shooting 36-year-old Jesse Smith from Potton, who was found dead in a car in the Cambridgeshire village of Burwell. The jury will resume its deliberations this morning. The Foreign Secretary has confirmed that the Guantanamo Bay detainee Shaka 
Armour has been released and is being flown back to the UK. The Saudi Arabian national, whose family lives in London, has spent 13 years detained without trial after being accused of working with al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, as Dominic Kashiani explains. Shaka Armour says he has suffered torture, that he has also witnessed uh, appalling abuses at the hands of the US military. These are one of the things he's talked at length with his own lawyers about. Whether or not he himself will ever tell this story publicly, we're not sure yet because I think the priority for him is to come home and see his family after this incredibly long period. The family of St Albans murder victim Emil Stapleton have appealed for calm following his death. The 20-year-old died following a fight in the city last Saturday. His family issued a statement through Hertfordshire Police yesterday. Officers say there have been a number of incidents in recent days and a 20-year-old woman from Dunstable has been cautioned for comments made on Facebook. Police have arrested 